You're listening to the Terrible Outdoorsman. This is Keith Stan from Pike Spearing Outdoors, and you're listening to the Terrible Outdoorsman podcast. We're probably going to mess up. We're going to cuss here and there. If I'm not catching anything, I might as well not be catching a muskie. Hey, Rick. We got weights and fish. Danny Irving with Fishing Complete. You're listening to the Terrible Outdoorsman podcast. Mr. Green Jeans. That's a humble bumble. Hi, this is Spencer Berman from Spencer's Angling Adventures, and you're listening to the Terrible Outdoorsman podcast. Snort. All right, let's go. Episode 96, the Terrible Outdoorsman podcast. Ryan Collin, your host. Yo, yo, yo. What is up for sure? If I don't get you guys off guard, did we you'll just keep talking. So, Like, what was happening here? Jimmy Dolmage. <laughs> you got Daniel Son in the house. And? And Captain King. Captain King Captain, in a yeah. bunker in an undisclosed location. Captain right. King. Like I said, I got to just get going. Otherwise, we'll talk for 10 more minutes. <laughs> I was like zoning out for a minute, thinking about something. And then like I, all of a sudden he says the line. And it's, what? Dude, I'm like, did he start? Is he starting right now? I thought we were going to bullshit. I'm changing it up. No, I'm, not, I'm changing it up. I like that, though. Yeah. That was nice. I'm not doing the welcome to the terrible outdoors. But Jimmy ruined it on episode 95. Yeah, it's about to be guys. a new year. No, no, no. This is true. Well, welcome back, boys. Episode 96. Lab. We haven't recorded in a couple weeks in the studio. We have a lot recorded. of stuff has died. Yes. Since yes. we recorded yes. last. Yes, it has. Um, it's been probably at least, what, three weeks since we've been in studio because the rest of the recordings were up north. So, yeah, I'm a significantly more broken man sitting in front yeah. of you guys than I was the last time I was here. So, yeah, yeah. So, episode 96, a couple away from uh, the big one hundo. Jimmy did 95. Good job. Whoop, whoop. This is Jimmy. Thanks, boys. Welcome this to is, Easy <laughs> Listening Podcast. This is Easy Listening with Jimmy here in the camper about with a little Greg bit of and Denny. Listen, I was nervous. I had a lot of pressure on me. I, I had a lot riding on that, and <laughs> I just didn't want to fuck it up. Okay? Let, me, let me tell you a little bit about our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> our happy little sponsors. Our happy little sponsors. Here. Happy little, little tree happy here. Little tree. I Bob Ross that shit. <laughs> you did. You Bob Ross. You did. You Bob Ross the shit out of that. You I did like kind it. of like Bob it. Ross it, yeah. I kind of like it. I yeah. think that's the way no. we should go. If you now. put a little happy code of code, we'll terrible. have a lot of listeners when we uh, we talk like Bob Ross. Yeah, you know, it'll save you twenty percent off. Yeah, <laughs> just put that happy oh, little terrible in there. Man. All of us can be terrible sometimes. <laughs> uh, uh, Everybody oh, can be a little bit terrible. It's like those uh, those like uh, male. Uh, uh, cologne commercials. Oh, I didn't know where <laughs> you were going with that. <laughs> he's, 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 he's got jazz up. fingers going on. Uh, he, 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 I was bringing it to me. It was like, he's like, he's like, he was like cradling, cradling. He was like, coaxing it. We got, we got like Leo DiCaprio running down the beach, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm drinking sour apple pucker." And then the end of it's like, "Pia Noir." Yeah. You know? Oh my god! I felt like I was there. You got the big vet video editing computer now. Get on that shit, Jimmy! Yeah. Running down the beach with his shirt off. Jimmy, we're gonna make an yeah. apple pucker. I'm I'm close to having my beach advertisement. Bod. Send it to to like, decoy Pier. because like beach whale, but beach bud. You know, is that because Jimmy has a mangina? Here we go. Is that? Here we go. 
I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Oh, I got a Jimmy has a mangina. There it is. Jimmy has a mangina. Jimmy has a mangina. He hates it. He, he hates, hates it, it so much. Thank God we still have that. <laughs> Just, it warms my heart hearing it. Everyone's, well, in reality, good job on episode 95. Keep your legs crossed, your mind. Yeah. Jesus. Goodish. Hey, job. it could have gone a lot worse. It could have gone as bad as the episode that Jimmy and I were in control of at Lakes Area Bait and Tackle. <laughs> that was the worst produced episode ever. <laughs> I mean, oh, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, this is Dan. And uh, who else do we got? Uh, we got Jimmy. Um, yeah, we're here. Uh, it's raining. Uh, See, it's not so easy, is we, it? We uh, got some fucking hot dogs. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to buy some lures. Uh, who do we got with us? So uh, yeah, this is Jake from State Farm. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I, I still I still feel really bad when because you know Jake has that rip dip tackle and I'm gonna call called it, it rip. He called it rip and dick. Yeah. Rip and dick. Yeah. See, <laughs> it's not well, it's not so easy to host now, is it? No, it's not. I felt so bad about that. See? I remember asking Dan about that episode, like right afterwards, like, "Hey, how'd that recording go?" And he would just rolled his eyes and didn't say anything. It's like awful. that good, okay, <laughs> okay. I remember. Yeah. Ryan, I, are there more listens to that episode or Turkey Talk? Um, Probably that one. Definitely that one. <laughs> yeah. It's pro- that yeah, was, Turkey Talk is is the, by far the the bottom, dude. That which was is my... funny because. <laughs> I think it's just you you and I uh, sucked at, on that episode. Yeah. That was a poorly produced one. Even though it was like, we, we gave way too many facts, I think. There that was, was no yeah. entertainment value. Because a couple weeks before that, we did uh, Ain't Nobody Got Time for Turkey Talk. And that mm-hmm. is way better than Thunder Chickens. Thunder Chickens <laughs> is by far our worst episode. Real so quick. If when, anybody is listening to this, go listen to Thunder Chicken just for the heck of it. When I when we were doing that it's episode, how far we've came. That was the first time I ever hung out with Dan. And when I fucked up, I felt so bad. I was like, "Oh God, now Dan hates me." Well, that and we went fishing, and you didn't have a fucking reel on your fishing pole. <laughs> did he bring his? Did Tom he bring Sawyer. his cold weather gear? He brought a musky fucking pole with no reel on it to go bass fishing. Just ta- he oh, just tied the, the line to the end of the pole and he just dipped <laughs> it in the water. Like Huck Finn over here, <laughs> a cane pole. <laughs> Fucking rod, man. Oh my god. I got rid of that. All man. right. Before we get into anything in, in nonsense, uh, let's take a quick second. Uh, we're gonna shout out our sponsor, Fishing Complete Inc. Um, I'm gonna shout out the tournament that's that's going on Memorial Day weekend. I know we're a ways out, but we're coming up on when registration is gonna start. That's gonna be the first of the year. Um, so more to come on that, but there's the big tournament that's out on Kent Lake. Fishing Complete is taking it over. Um and we are going to be a part of it. We're going to be there recording live, um, doing some other stuff with them. So we'll have, uh, when the registration is open, Dan will get all that link probably to our website and our Facebook page. Um, but get stocked up on uh, some Fishing Complete gear. Save 20%. Use code TERRIBLE. Then we got West Point Shores. Bob, what we got with West Point Shores? It's where all your dreams come true. We're going to make a sign for them, put it outside. (laughs) Yeah, West Point Shore is located up in Alpena, Michigan, one of our favorite places to go and to fish. Um, Anything that you're looking to fish for, um, you know, bass, pike, walleye, 
Uh, good numbers and definitely good size up there. Uh, lots of state land if you're looking to do any kind of hunting. I know that they uh, they don't normally open up until May, but that should be right around turkey season. So if you want to listen to Turkey Talk, get some tips and tricks. Yeah. And then go up to uh, West yeah. Point Shores, book yourself a cabin so you can hit some of that state land up there and chase yeah. around those uh, thunder chickens. Thunder chicken. <laughs> it's probably because I titled it that. That's why it's so bad. The the only thing I will say hey, about Bob, it, don't forget about the other Esox species swimming around there. Yeah, muskie. There's a there's like one in there, I think, still. But there's almost. No I saw <laughs> it in it, it top water. <laughs> yeah. Mostly on uh, we catch them on rubber worms. So yeah, they um so they're pretty much shut down for the year, but they keep two cabins open all winter long. So okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be giving them a test run. Well, Keith Stanton and I are going to be doing a little pike spearing up there and to see if anybody else is going I, to I will go to that. I will go pike spearing. I will not do any oh, ice Bob's going to go fishing. ice fishing? No, I, I will go pike it. spearing. Boys, there's got to be ice in order to ice fish and pike spear. There'll be, there'll be ice up, up there. there. should be. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Oh, it's already... It's, it's, it's been there's a uh, down here. Around, yeah, it's been a few little, you know, small lakes and stuff are getting some skim on them, just like driving to work and stuff. I guarantee they're already ice fishing the Saginaw River. <laughs> Dude, it never fails. The, the bluegills cr- just left the beds, and they, so now it's the post spawn oh, bite. The post spawn bluegill bite um, I, under the ice. I like when, it. When, <laughs> Ryan, when you were saying when you were saying that they were um, shutting down for the year at West Point Shores, I thought you were talking about the muskie. We're shutting down <laughs> for the rest of the well, year. Well, that too. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah, they're going night night. They hibernate. They hibernate all year long, actually. They just never wake up. They're just, yeah. they're just dead in there. Can we go back so, for a second to talk about uh, analytics for a second? I Googled. <laughs> I opened up the analytics for our listens. <laughs> Thunder chickens is the worst one. Thunder chickens. All right. So we we had some data come through from uh, Spotify. Ryan and I did some num- ransom numbers between all of our platforms. And roughly, we have about 30,000 listens. In the two years we've been, almost two years we've been doing this. And out of 30,000 listens, Thunder Chickens only has 60. (laughs) (laughs) That was like episode five, too. That was released on May 22nd. Yep. What's what's mine at? 2022. So yours right now is at 53. And it's, only been out, and it's only been out for a couple days. <laughs> and that that's actually just Spotify. So. Yeah, this is just Spotify. Yeah. I'll, I'll, Spotify. I'll give it one more tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah. It yeah. means a lot to me. And yeah. so the on Spotify, the uh That one hasn't even been posted for twenty four hours and it's beat no. Thunder Chickens. Like yeah. Jason, we suck. That's We're be... never allowed. I don't care. Someone's gotta be at the bottom. Yeah. Do you do you think it's the content or the topic? It's probably the topic, honestly. I, don't I, 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 I mean, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people like to. It's our a very fishing, niche thing, though. You know our fishing saying, episodes like, do much better than our hunting episodes. Our hunting episodes are doing much better, but I think just because of the fishing show, fishing complete, like I think we've captured a much bigger fishing audience. Definitely not a turkey hunting audience. <laughs> yeah. So we will it's not a very elite niche. We of will hunters. not yeah. do a turkey hunting episode ever again unless we get a. So we got to do outdoorama. Exactly. Yeah, we exactly. need to do like some hunting expos to capture the hunt. I literally texted Dan that last night. I was like, dude, yeah. we need to do, after we were looking at these analytics, I was like, we need to do a hunting show. We need For to sure. capture that side of the outdoor world. The Captain Surprise has 219 listens only on Spotify. That's uh, a good one. Sweaty Meat Sticks, 227. 
in our top. That's a banger. Other than number one. Did you guys I, see that? I our, mean, our number one last year was number two, spring yeah, pike fishing. spring pike fishing. See, people love pike huh. fishing. Everybody loves pike fishing. Yeah. Exactly, and I think so that's a pretty. That's good all time we're of gonna. Year. That's all we're gonna talk about the rest of, for the rest the, of this podcast is pike fishing. Yeah, the terrible pike, terrible, the, the terrible, the terrible, the terrible pickerel. What's no, that one podcast? And I think our uh, best the angry pike or something like that. Ugly pike, ugly pike. Yeah. But that's, that's a musky. It's a musky show. They call it the ugly pike. Yeah, those guys are. So I have two. They're, they're okay. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, I I have from Canada. Two of the our, our episode titles that are my favorite. And the first is definitely the boatless youper. Like that's a good title for an episode. That was a good episode, and that was a good episode. I need too. to have Jeremy back on because that's like the, those guys are characters, and that was that was a lot of fun. And then Keys Outdoors is fifth, boatless youper fourth, and then seventh is we got we still got weights and fish. We got weights and fish. So they like the controversial topics. They anyway, do. anyway, they do. Tell us what you want, people. I'm gonna, I, I, I think I might start my own podcast, guys. Hey, Daddy Roar wants it. Let's mostly go. Mostly about whatever Daddy um, wants. Daddy conspiracies gets. and the pyramids. So. <laughs> pyramids. And Bob's and pyramids. Dimensions. We'll talk can, about dimensions. Can you name it Conspiracy Bob? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Hi, my name is Conspiracy Bob. Hey, hey guys. I'm cons- Conspiracy Bob. We're going to talk about some shit today. Tell you what. Hey, hey. Oh, hey, right. Pyramids didn't build themselves. <laughs> Anywho, so the what? Where the hell? Where were we at before this? We were talking about. Uh, oh, we're talking about West Point Shores. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Speaking, going back to fishing complete. Fishing show is coming up January 11th through the 14th. Yes, we'll be there. Not all of us at any given time because of schedules. So Jason, figure out your schedule. By the way, <laughs> Jason and I need to link up to be there at the same day, eleven through the fourteenth. Yes, just so you guys can just hand out cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Hey, you ever, Wacky of, rig. you ever heard of the terrible outdoorsman? Nope. But any, right, well, anyways, no. um, <laughs> you yeah. listen to podcasts? No. Well, you I, should start. <laughs> shut the hell up. I uh, I linked it on a post yesterday, but I will link it in the episode, the episode description. Um, you can get uh, tickets right now to the fishing show for half off if you use code HOLIDAY. I just happened to get that email, so I'm like, I'm going to share it to the world. I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I'm going to fucking do it anyway. So, I'm so get your tickets half that. off. Okay. Um, use code HOLIDAY. Uh, like I said, I'll link all that in the bio and in future okay. Facebook posts. But, yeah, come see us. We're going to have some giveaways. Um, we are going to have another ice fishing rod we're going to be giving away. Just a little teaser. Oh, yeah. Nice. Another handcrafted ice fishing rod. I just confirmed that yesterday. Nice. You nice. should let us sell some of those things. Um, more more to come. If you guys show up, you guys can rub my belly. Um, <laughs> all right. Nobody's going to come to the fishing show. Attendance <laughs> is down 20%. Um, but, yeah, with that, let's do a snort, Jimmy. All right. You can't because you didn't shoot a deer. <laughs> Neither did I. No. Oh. I did. Daniel son did. I fucking did, boys. <laughs> <laughs> you can drink it. Now, he can oh, get the sorry, bottle buddy. to Dan. Yeah, you know, you're right. I'm sorry. I was out of line there. He just, yeah. No, I was no, out of line get, there. You gotta send eat. it. I yeah. thought he already sent it. No. Snort. God, that sucked. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was a that had an interesting listen. ring to it. It was sneaky. I want you to redo it and do it with like triumph. <laughs> he said, some "Redo it." Song. Jimmy Jimmy That's lost that. some weight and he lost all the bass in his voice. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> that was Dan. 
I want to hear some oh, victory. <laughs> I want to hear some victory in that snort. Oh, there's not much victory. Oh, there, Bob's there on a health too. kick. You doing no alcohol I again? I haven't shot a deer. I'm not mm. saying that. I'm saying he can't, <laughs> he can't send the he can't send the snort because he didn't he shoot a deer. Don't you dare touch that shit to your lips. Oh my god! Until you put an animal on the ground, you better shoot a goddamn deer this weekend. You two, get in the woods. <laughs> I'm fucking shooting every goddamn fucking thing that walks this weekend. That's uh, well, that's what we expect out of you. Squirrels, I turkeys, be. baby deer. I don't give a fuck, <laughs> Keisha. They're going down. <laughs> god. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what that full fitty bark! Yeah. yeah. All right, the and then let the big dog eat. Tom, I think you have a veteran salute. Not a veteran salute, but I do well, have. A, um, we just want to, uh, at the time of this podcast releasing, uh, we'll be around December December seventh, which is Pearl Harbor Day. So uh, December seventh, nineteen forty one, uh, the world changed for everything for mm-hmm. everybody. Uh, if you're an American, so. Uh, obviously, the attack on Pearl Harbor happened on December 7th, 1941, a day which will live in infamy. Uh, around 2,400 service members uh, and civilians lost their lives in the attack on Pearl Harbor. Uh, we went through that in depth last year um, and kind of talked all the battle sequence of that. And uh, we're not going to do that again today. But we just want to give a uh, just kind of a remembrance of, uh, you know, the, those that lost their lives and uh you know, when you think about what it means to be an American, just kind of think back, and, and it's important days like this that uh, that you have to remember as part of our heritage and what makes us Americans. So uh, we salute you. If you want to hear more information on a day that will live in infamy, go back to the Terrible Outdoorsman podcast. I don't know what number it was, but uh, we did a whole episode all just on Pearl Harbor. It was this time last year, so yeah, whatever, 52 episodes ago. <laughs> we, did, will, we did an episode just on give or take on Pearl Harbor. So. I will never forget when I was listening to your guys's Veterans Day one, and I was kayaking, and I flipped my kayak, and my phone went underwater, you and kissed a turtle the, or something. It went in the muck. I had to go underwater and listen for my phone to find it in the muck. It was fucking nuts. <laughs> your story. Did you just rhyme that on purpose? <laughs> did I rhyme it? Did, You're a poet, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> Doctor Seuss in the his house. <laughs> I do not like green eggs and ham. <laughs> Jimmy, no, I am. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So. 450 Jimmy, Bushmaster, Ki- blam, blam, blam. Uh, Jimmy kayaks with ham. <laughs> Jimmy kayaks with ham. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was going to say while pinching his clam. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Shouldn't have said that. You know what? Say all you want. I don't give a damn. All right. Thank you, ma'am. We should get a (laughs) wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Jesus Christ. We should get like a swear jar down here, (laughs) and then there's not a big enough jar. I was gonna say, and then see how much coins we can get to buy a fifth of pucker. We can buy me a musky rod with it. I ain't got that kind of money. Buy me a boat. can buy me a boat. I was just going to say the same thing. Buy me a truck to pull it. You guys done rhyming? Can we, can we keep going? Are we done? I yeah. think we're good. That. Yeah. That I was, got it out of me. This was the poem session with Jimmy. Yeah, Dr. Seuss's hour is over. <laughs> All right, so we're back from deer camp. Have some success stories. We have some terrible stories. Mm. Let's get into them. But first. Oh, man. But first. Danielson got his first deer hey. and met his bold prediction. I did. I did. Congratulations. Thank but you. Let's hear. Let's hear the story. All right. It was pretty awesome, actually. I'll. Uh, so when Bob asked if I learned anything, 
one of the main things that I learned, and I said this in the text, one of the main things that I learned is that you do not have to sit at noon for an evening hunt. Like that's, <laughs> that's one thing that I learned real quick. Um, you know, I went out there early. Um, so again, thanks to Frank Irvin, uh, Danny Irvin, uh, kind of getting me set up out there. Um, but anyway, they had me set up in this ground blind and I brought a buddy heater, you know, all, all this stuff that I had. This is a pretty prime location that I was sitting on. I was just on the other side of this road. They were like, yeah, the deer is basically going to come, you know, they're going to come right up through here. They're going to come th- up the hill from the backside of where you're, where you were looking at. And uh, so, you know, kind of all day, um, you know, just kind of sitting there and it was the day that it snowed. It was last Sunday. And, uh, you know, it was one of those days where like, it was like the first snow of the year. So I had that like bite in the air and it actually felt good to just be outside in the cold. I don't know. Do you guys, you guys ever have that experience? Like you go outside and it's like really that fresh, like, you know, you can just burn through your nostrils, you know, and it was a good day yeah. to be sitting out it there. It was chilly. I was also yeah, yeah. in the blind. I don't know. This is like three o'clock and all of a sudden I'm like, what is that smell? I'm like, something smells awful. And I look down and my gloves are like burning because they were on top of this buddy heater that I had. <laughs> and uh, so that's another thing that I learned is not to set the gloves on the buddy so heater. So I meant to ask you, why were your gloves on top of the heater? Were they wet? Um, they're a little cold. You know, <laughs> you, so, were in a heated, yeah. you were in a heated blind. You were in the blind. You had already yeah. been in said blind for three hours. Why were your gloves cold? Gloves were cold. Don't know. I put them on my hands, and I'm like, hmm, they're a little chilly. I'm going to warm them up. You know, and I... Like they were in a balmy night... 96.4 degrees. They need to bump them up a little bit. Yeah. So I did that fried pair of gloves, you know, whatever. And then, uh, so did you sitting, post those, by the way? The picture? Nah, I don't think I did. It's yeah, the, I did. It's, I did. In, the I did. It's, in the, it's in the comments. Yeah, you, need it's in the comments. you need to make, yeah. make a post. I will. But um, that'll be the uh, the logo for this. That's episode. the premise of our show. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. story, and you didn't feel burnt, the need to post the picture burnt, of your burnt gloves? Burnt pair of gloves. Burnt hams. But anyway, so fast forward till about five o'clock. Final shooting light was at 533. Um, so, like, right at, like, 505, these deer are, like, booking it, hightailing it across this field that's behind the hill. And um, I lose sight of them, and then all of a sudden, like, they're, like, in my vision. They walked up the hill on the backside of the hill, and they were kind of, like, eating on the trees, just kind of hanging out. And they were probably, I'd say, I don't know, 45, 50 yards from me, maybe, at that point. And they kind of worked their way in, and... They worked towards this uh, food plot that they had kind of laid out. And uh, so I kept, like, checking my watch, and it was, like, 520, 525, 528, 529, 530. And then, like, right at, like, 531, I finally cocked the hammer on the gun, and I'm like, okay, this is, like, the time. You know, this is either going to happen or it's not going to happen. And, uh, you know, so rewind just a little bit. So basically, like, my, my goal for the day, being that I've never done this before, was, one, to obviously try to shoot a deer. And two, I wanted to make sure I did it ethically. And that was really important to me because I wanted to make sure I could get a clean shot, you know. And uh, so fast forwarding back to 531, the deer was standing totally broadside for me. There, She was literally just standing there, not even really doing anything at all. And the big deer that was there walked behind the hill, and I shot the smaller of the three, or that I shot the smaller of the two that I saw, but it turned out that that was actually maybe a little too small. But anyway, um, 
So I shot and I really didn't have the shakes or anything like that. Like I was, I was pretty good. And everybody's kind of told me like, you know, wait till you see a big buck in front of you and, you know, then you'll get the shakes. And I, I absolutely 110% wholeheartedly believe that. And, um, but it wasn't until after I pulled the trigger, it was like, I almost had like an outer body experience to where it was like, I, I almost like felt like a wave, like kind of go through my body. And I was like, holy fuck, that was awesome. And, uh, and yeah, so then I was like, you know, kind of rung my bell a little bit, you know, and I'm like, kind of just kind of like shook it off. And I'm like, holy shit. And like the first thought that went through my head was, okay, did I hit her? And so I get a text right away from Frank, you know, and he was like, I was sitting in my blind, let out an audible, fuck yeah, like I heard you shoot, like that's amazing, you know, congratulations. And his text was, did you make a clean shot? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I hope so. And uh, so he comes over, I don't know, it's probably 45 minutes later, he comes over and uh, I kind of get everything out of the blind, get everything situated and uh, get my flashlight and we walk over to where I shot her. And of course we didn't find any blood, right? So there was no blood on the ground, no nothing. And, um, I, it kind of dawns on me. I like turn around and look like where we were in relation to where like the blind was. And from where I shot, we were standing at like 11 o'clock. And when I shot her, I knew that I shot at one o'clock, you know? So it was like, cause I knew I had to go where I shot her to start tracking her. Right. So it dawned on me after we were kind of looking around for, you know, two or three minutes that I should probably step over to the right a little bit. And we took maybe 20 paces to the right and the snow was just covered in blood. I mean, there was blood everywhere, splattered everywhere, and it was a great color. And at that point I knew, like, I kind of just was like, like, all right, good. You know, I hit her good color blood. Like everything's good. Now let's go find her. And we tracked her for, 20 yards max maybe 30 yards max and there she was just laying there so nice it was uh in in my opinion it was about as perfect of a shot as uh, a person who doesn't shoot rifle can get you know and uh it was literally just behind her right shoulder uh just on like i'd say the the just right through the lungs right through the heart and uh came out her other shoulder and uh yeah it was perfect so I took it to uh, the KAS, KAS processing over in Southline. Ka- K- Casper and Sons. Casper and Sons, yeah. And um, it was not the smallest deer on the floor. <laughs> so that was good. That was really good. And uh, the lady kind of jokes. She said, oh, there's a lot of small ones coming in today. And I'm like, hey, you fucking bitch. You know, like very funny, you know. <laughs> but, but yeah. I hope so she's she, not listening. Yeah. Well, if you are, uh, thank you for... Thank you for processing the meat. Um, but uh, you, you, have, you, have to, you have to imagine the amount yeah. of deer that they see. Oh, that yeah. Place. I mean, so when like, I dropped it on the see floor. Some monsters coming through there. Yeah. I mean, when I dropped it on the floor, there was, you know, 15 deer laying on the, on the garage floor or whatever oh, yeah. room floor there was. They have a hell of an operation. Though. Yeah. And so I got the call today. I got a text today saying that they went and uh, come pick it up. So this is where the story gets a little, little. Is right? this why you were late tonight? Yeah. Okay. So, so I get there and I pull in the driveway, wrong driveway, pull up to this dude's house. This guy's standing there looking out the door. Haven't like, you been there already? Yep. But I, during the day. And uh, so I pull in the, in the, if you're going, I guess, northbound down whatever road that is, Dixborough Dixboro Road, I hung a right on the driveway just before 
the entrance to that place. So it was some guy's yard. And I'm like driving through. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's the place over there. And I kind of debated like driving across the yard, but I'm like, eh, I better just turn around. Oh, so yeah, that would not I did, be good. I did that like a 77-point like turn to tr- turn my truck around. People and out in South Lion, they'll come out with a shotgun. And that's what I'm saying. Shoot so, your ass. But, uh, but, yeah, so I go in there and um, – I'm like, yeah, I'm here to, you know, Dan Williams here to pick up my order. And she comes out and she sets one bag on the table. Shut up. And I'm like, I'm like, that's it? And she's like, oh, maybe not. And she like turns back around. And like, I guess the dude before me was supposed to get like three bags. And so everything in the pile that they were in, like that freezer they were processing that the text they sent for the day was like all out of whack. And the tag that I had had fallen off. That was like on my like order had fallen off onto the, onto the bag. And she just picked the bag up with my tag and just brought it over to me. And I'm like, I don't, I think there should be a little more, you know, than this. So she goes back in there and she brings out four bags worth of stuff. And so I, I asked the guy, I'm like, so how, you know, how heavy was it? And, so he's like, well, uh, I wasn't able to make a neck roast out of it, <laughs> and and the the shoulder was completely blown out. So I don't even know what I've got in the bags, but, um, but yeah. So I'm gonna go through it when I get home. But uh, the guy was like, yeah, it was 83 pounds. So I'm like, all right, that was a little, little tiny. That's okay, Dan. That's yeah. okay. I shot a doe and it dressed 78. So you're good. All right. Well, that's good. Feel good. There but yeah. Go. So, so that's the I story. I should have asked him what mine weighed. I didn't even think of that, of asking. Yeah. That. Yeah. And the only reason I asked is because I wanted to try to beat Jason's low dough. So it's, low dough. Uh, low dough. But, um, but yeah, so it was really cool. It was, uh, it was a cool experience. You know, I got to experience, uh, you know, field dressing a deer for the first time. Like and that you was, didn't that gag. was really neat. I didn't gag. Not once. Good for you. No. Yeah. See, yeah changes, man changes a couple shitty diapers. Yep. And all of a sudden, you can handle stuff like that. Yep, yep, for sure. And uh, so, Jimmy, start start dry heaving by him at any time. You're good. Yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> Never again. Yeah, <laughs> I put oh. I put that man through enough. Well, you almost got sucked in the face. He was hot, hot he chip was, challenge. He but, was pissed. Uh, but yeah, so um, it was a pretty cool experience. I I honestly can't wait to do it again. So it was uh, pretty cool. So yeah, Ooh. thanks to uh, Frank and uh, Danny for the opportunity. Appreciate it. Congrats on. Yeah. Did you use that? Uh, I'm sorry, did you use that faux fitty? No, I didn't. Um, we, oh, were, okay. we were going to go sight it in the night before or the day before, and we didn't end up sighting it in. So, Did you buy that faux fitty? No. Oh. No. So, But I we, we still have it in our possession, but we're, we're not going to buy it. So, Well, no, no you shot a deer already. You're going to steal exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that. That's the plan. So, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it was awesome. Um, yeah, I used a uh, uh, single shot. Um, Lever action, not lever action. Um, uh, what's break the, action. Yeah, break action. Um, twenty gauge. You, bro, so. you shoot clay targets. You should know break action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I call it over under, but it was single barrel. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was really cool. So, thanks. Uh, thanks again. That's badass, man. Thanks. That's sweet, man. Congrats. Thanks. That's uh, the second bull prediction met for the year. No, I I never caught a five pounder. No, not your second. Oh, oh, oh. Second total because we all suck. Yeah, so second. My total. wife Denise. had the first. Yep. I don't think. Anybody... Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I don't. I told her that shit doesn't count too. Like, caught a fish on a lure. <laughs> Real bold. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did the same thing. Oh, like I... somebody, somebody that couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> said by somebody who couldn't do it. Okay, I'll shut up now. 
whatever. Um, well, Jimmy, last week's episode was pretty much about your whole camp. Yeah. But give us a quick overview, your thoughts of camp. Uh, like I said, you don't need to spend too much time because you spent an hour and 18 minutes last week. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good time. Uh, we ate a really good food. I go over that on that episode. Um, I hunted. Yeah, you really, guys' meals are way different than Bob and I. We hunted really hard. Um, we, ate good this year. we did eat really good, but you listen to that episode, the shit they eat. Yeah. yeah. Um, made me hungry. I, I hunted really, really hard, um, and I didn't see shit. I saw I saw one very very small deer um, that came in within twenty five yards. I didn't shoot at it. It was on opening day. Do you know why you didn't see shit? I actually know why. You shot them all last year. That's what I was going to say. So, There's none left. <laughs> you killed them all. So, You're killing the herd. So far, Greg shot two. Denny shot two. Jeff shot one. Fry shot two. Gary shot two. Well, the ones you didn't shoot, they got wise. Well, They're so, like, hey, we don't go by this area. So my, my stand is next to what we call Grass Lake, which I talk about on the on, on 95. Um, it was really wet. And so there was, they're just not traversing through that side of the of the property yet. They will this weekend, I'm sure, because now that it's colder. But 90% of the traffic that comes through by my stand comes from my left. And on my left was super marshy, super wet. So they were avoiding that, like the plague. It was just that the weather just it wasn't working for me that week. But uh, I'm going back out um, this weekend. I'm excited. I'm optimistic. So going to hit it again. Going to hit it hard. So okay. going to yep. hit that. Boom, Get it. boom, boom, with the 450, boom, yeah. boom, boom. <laughs> nice. Well, Captain, you were successful. Butte. We, you guys had we a, were. You guys had a, uh, well, a hell of a camp. So let's, we did. Let's break down the um, Gosto camp. Well, first off, before we get into that, I got to give a shout out to Dan for updating the listeners on all the camps. Yeah. Yes. That was really cool. I know a lot of people yes, it was. love following along. Um, we had shit service up in the UP, so I, I, the only time I could post anything was if I went into town, and I couldn't post a video because God forbid, um, I could maybe post like some words, but that's it. But uh, yeah, shout out to Dan for updating everybody. I think everybody loved it. We'll have to do that again next year. Well, we'll try to get you up to camp next year. That'll be but, ideal. Yeah, so we'll have to hire another intern to yeah to, to be able to do that. But um, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, shout out to Dan for that. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, you're, you're just to echo what you said. That was fun, not only to be a part of those updates, but also to be following the updates for other camps and stuff. So nice job, Dan. Way to hold the fort down mm, and uh, keep the things rolling while you were also changing dirty diapers. His mom. His mom um, had him. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing that happened, and it was captured in the um, Facebook post, is I show up to camp. I'm the first one there. Dad and Jake are coming up. I get to the camper, and I walk inside to turn the heat on. And it was one of those things where, like, I, I called those guys and asked them a question, but it was one of those rhetorical questions. I said, hey, when you guys were here two weeks ago, you turned the heat off and the propane off, right? And the answer was, oh, yeah. Well, the reason I was asking is because the heat was on and the propane was empty. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so um, so now you got to run to the local I, establishment to try to fill a propane tank. Yeah, exactly. Luckily, exactly. it was it 60 degrees out, though, so... Yeah, I actually I took the propane tank in and bought a window AC and came back. Um, 
but yeah, it was, it was not cold at all. Right. When I got there in the afternoon. So it was okay. I, I made it work. And like you said, filled up the propane and not a problem, but um, so opening day, Jacob has a stand that's at the North end of the property that uh, he has had that stand up there and he's hunted it seven years on opening day. And this year made the fourth year that he has shot an eight point out of that stand before nine o'clock on opening day. It is just, I mean, obviously it's not every year, but it's, it's money. He goes up, he doesn't hunt it for both season. It's, um, it's pretty open up there. So he sees a lot of deer movement, but he doesn't necessarily have deer always within bow range. Um, but yeah, it's like, you're just sitting in the stand opening day waiting for Jake to shoot. And sometimes he's the first shot. Not this year though. The first shot that I heard this year was exactly 30 minutes before sunrise or, or on the, on the chart, I'm sitting there and I hear a shot and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I can't see anything. Um, right. It makes you so want, yeah, I looked like, at my they gotta phone be was, shooting with a spotlight, right? I, I think that if you hunted on a field edge, granted, I don't remember if it was like a full moon or not, or if it was bright or anything, but I think if it you hunted on a field edge, it wasn't a full, moon. you might be able to, no, it wasn't, was it? But yeah, but I mean, maybe if it was a that's field gotta edge, be what they're doing. maybe they could just shoot at a figure. Maybe. Yeah. Or yeah. they just got a spotlight, yeah. right? But it's still like, right, right. There's sometimes you hear those, or you hear them at night, and it's like you're walking yeah. out of the woods. I always sit until until dark. Like Bob's the same way. Like we yeah. sit until like we can't see, which is probably right at shooting light or even a few minutes after, um, just because we're not paying attention to the clock. And then, like, as we're walking yeah. out, we get to the truck, you hear a shot, and you're like, what the fuck? How did that person see anything? <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, like, half-assed thinking in my head, like, oh, man, I hope that guy's okay. Yeah. It's got to be, like, some kind of negligent discharge or something. Oh, like you would assume. Yeah. But, yeah. Unloading is right. Um, so, so Jake shoots that buck the first morning. Um we had a good time at camp, a nice eight point, uh, hunted that evening. I had seen some deer because I shot that deer in New York. I was being a little bit picky. Um, if I was going to shoot a buck and I didn't, I didn't see anything really of, of any size. I, I had seen a couple of spikes and a little four point with a bunch of does and stuff opening day. Um, in the evening, it was pretty slow. It was pretty warm. Like you said, once, yeah. once it got to the middle of the day or afternoon, it was pretty warm. So didn't really expect to see much in the afternoon next day um was the 16th and my dad got out into his stand it was daylight it was like seven o'clock and he had a seven point come by at like 7 15 or 7 20 and he shot that buck and that's the first buck that he's shot since 2015 so it's been a few years for him he's kind of gotten to the point where he's more interested in hanging out at camp and being with his boys and stuff than he yeah. could care less about shooting a deer but um he was pretty excited though. Cause like I said, it's been a few years. He's seen some bucks that he's let go and, you know, didn't have a good shot or whatever, but he said this one just, uh, you know, read the script, walked out of some pines, walked by at like 25 yards. And he said, couldn't pass it up. So yeah. he shot that deer early and Jacob was back at camp in his, uh, so dad and I stayed in the hard sided camper but Jacob had his truck camper, so he was sleeping. And when dad shot, it woke him up. So that was funny. And 
Jake went over and helped dad got <laughs> his deer me. out of the, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jake, dad, shoot, dad shoots. And before, before dad can send a text to the group saying that he shot, Jacob sent a text that said that woke me up. Who was it? <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. So Jake helped dad get his deer taken care of. And I said that I was going to stay in the woods for a little while. Cause it was obviously still early. Didn't see much movement at the beginning, um, but then I had a couple of does out in front of me that uh, that circled around and came in. They got a little bit of my wind, I think. Um, it was a south wind, and they smelled me enough that they just turned around and, and walked away. And then soon after that, um, out in front of me, uh, about 60 or 70 yards, is some pretty thick uh, rose bushes and woods and old ash trees that have fallen. And I heard a deer in there grunting and I got all excited and I saw some movement and I pulled up my binoculars and I can just see movement going through the woods, but I can hear it grunting. And then it, it breaks out of that brush. It was a freaking spike with like three inch antlers. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> a dandy. And so, Michigan yeah, 11 yeah. point. Right. Right. Um, so he actually came in and he was following the trail that those does were on. So he swung in close to me as well. Also caught my wind a little bit, but I just don't think he was smart enough to really care. And he was, he was hanging out by me like 15 yards away, right, right next to me, to my right. And the reason I explain where he is, is because of how the story goes. So he's close to me, to my right. So I'm just staring at him and he's screwing around. And then he looks, um, He's to my north, so he looks south, which is the other direction, and is like all of a sudden just like locked on something. And I go, I wonder if he sees a deer down there, right, behind me or whatever. So I'm watching him, and he's just staring, right, like I said, to my other side. And I can start to hear something walking in the leaves. I'm like, okay, he did see a deer, whatever. And I hear it walking. I'm like, wow, it's getting pretty close. Like, I, I'm, I might be able to see this thing. But I didn't want to move. And I can hear this walking. I was like, I don't know what this is. I, it's probably just a doe or whatever, but this deer is walking right at us right now. And so I'm straining my eyes, right, to, to not move. And I'm like peeking out of the corner of my eye as hard as I can. And I see a deer walking close, right, inside of 20 yards already, walking right towards my tree. And when I first see it, I'm like, oh, I don't see any antlers. It must just be a doe. Well, it ends up being the buck I shoot and the thing walked in. And when I turned and looked, it was six feet from the base of my ladder stand. And I couldn't see the whole deer because my boots and my knees were like <laughs> obstructing my view. And I just see antlers moving around. I'm like, holy crap, that's big. And it's, it's right in front of me. <laughs> so, um, I mean, at this time, gun is still on my lap. Safety is still on scope covers are still closed. And I have a nice buck at six feet. And uh, I pretty much thought, okay, well, this isn't going to work. And I'm just going to have a story of, yeah, I saw a nice deer. So I can see that buck. And now I'm not really paying attention to the spike, obviously. And that buck, I can see his antlers like look up at me, but I can't see him because he's, like I said, it's literally, I, he's, he's in line with my legs. And I see him look up. And I think, well, if he runs, maybe he just won't run a long ways away and I'll get a chance, right? So I clicked the safety off. It was pretty quiet, but the scope covers were still on. And I said, screw it. When he runs, I'm just going to flip him open and see what happens. So he he starts to bound away and I pull the gun up with the covers open and I'm just like, meh, 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 <laughs> like trying to get him to stop. 
And he, he bounds to like 35 yards and he turns and he's literally 35 yards broadside Jesus. looking back at me and that spike. And I, I shoot and I see him run about 60 or 70 and, and go down right on the edge of, uh, on the edge of that thick brush. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like that, that was insane. And, and I, I honestly think if that spike wasn't there in New York, I had a couple of bucks walk right you know, not right at me, but very, very close. Right. And even sitting still, they would sometimes pick you up, right. They pick you out of that tree because they've walked by that tree stand empty the last 30 days in a row. And now you're sitting up there. So I think that that buck, I think the, the spike was the demise of that buck. He wasn't paying attention to me because that spike was there. He didn't smell me because of the direction he came in. So when he bounded away, he bounded away because he saw something, not because he had smelled me and I just got lucky and he didn't go too far. So, nice. and it was, I mean, he's, he's headed to Shalvis. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful he's a buck, be- man. So how long was that? Like from the time you saw that deer to the time you shot, like how long? It might've, it might've been a minute. <laughs> That's longer than like most encounters, you know, is that your biggest buck, <laughs> Jason? Yeah. 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 He yeah. was, he was a, a big, so how, and, Whoa. and, and the, to be honest, the picture, okay. He's a very nice buck. He's a, he's a mainframe eight, but he actually has a split brow and an extra, extra little like inch and a half sticker. So he has like 10 scorable points, but he's a, you know, like I said, a mainframe eight, the picture makes him look giant. It really he's does. big, but he's not as big as he looks in the picture. Cause he looks huge in the picture. He's pretty <laughs> big, man. He's got some like tall yeah, tines. Like we're, we're looking he out. is big though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're looking at the picture right now, and uh, I see what you mean about that right side sticker. That's, uh, that's yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, he's a cool buck. So, like yeah. I said, he's he's my biggest that I've ever shot, and actually, that um, the six point that I shot in New York—that's the biggest buck I've shot with my bow. Uh, so I shot my biggest buck with a bow on November first, and on November sixteenth, I bought, shot my biggest buck ever. Um, and in Your between there, done. I, I, yeah. And in between there, I went and musky fished. And what's funny is two years ago, I shot a buck in New York. I musky fished on November 5th and caught a musky with dad, shot a buck on November 17th, got engaged on September 30th and then broke my leg in February. So we've, <laughs> we've gotten married two years later. We've shot two bucks. I went musky fishing, but didn't catch anything. So now I just need to be careful and not break my leg again. Yeah. Be careful in February, man. Cause it's not trending in the right direction yeah. for you. <laughs> oh man. That's awesome. But now, so, so the buck's back up at Shelvis. Uh, sh- it is shameless plug uh, to Shelvis taxidermy who do great work. Kind of the cheapest around that we could find, but uh, they do great work. Um, so, what do you what do you have to do to convince your wife to get it mounted? Yeah, uh, pull or, the trigger on it and have it be the biggest. Or what? What do you got to buy here? Let me. Yeah, what do you got to rephrase? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, <laughs> I think I know what you're getting at. So, I went hunting. Right, I only went on those two trips: one in New York and then the gun the gun trip. And when I got home. I told her that, uh, you know, for being my hunting widow during, during deer season, I told her that I would honor that, uh, privilege that she has of being my hunting widow by purchasing her one King crab leg for $65. So 
I think I think so Ryan's wife I did that. bought <laughs> some crab legs one night. When we oh yeah, down Sinbad. in uh, Sinbad's, <laughs> they were five dollars. They were ninety-five dollars <laughs> yeah. for some little dingy pieces of crab yeah. uh, crab legs. But that's yeah. um, that's cool, man. Cool story. Uh, well, I guess no, you're not tagged out, right? Because you got another tag still. I no, no. Since I well, I had not bought a tag for Michigan until coming back from New York because I was going to wait to see what DNR I got. Out guy. There. DNR guy here. I hey, at least I bought my tag. <laughs> yeah, so I, I only bought. Um, <laughs> I bought just one tag and I filled it th- two days later, and so I've shot two bucks in different states, but I'm good. You're good. Not going for another one? No. No, he's gearing up for ice fishing. Ain't got nothing. It's hard water time. Yeah. So, so before we get into your guys' story, I want to recap a couple um, couple call-outs here. Um, so there is a young man that we all um, we all know very well. It's uh, oh, yeah. Aaron Gray's son. Caden, uh, right? Is that, is that his Kaden, name? Yeah. Caden. And um, I'm trying to find the post here. But uh, we got a, a submission from uh, Aaron, who's Caden's dad. And um, uh, basically, Caden shot his first ever deer. And he is, what, eight years old? Yeah, something like this. Six yeah. years old? Yeah, so basically... Caden's dad, Aaron Gray, longtime friend of Bob and more recently with the TO crew. Uh, we first met Caden at the uh, Ultimate Fishing Show last year. Um, he hung out with us, told us some stories, and uh, how he's going to shoot his first buck. Um, and he was actually the one when we got our hats in when Aaron was in the studio. That's who we signed the hat for. Um, but yeah, Caden Caden uh, shot his first buck this year. Uh, we couldn't be happy happier for him um, and Aaron, of course. I'm sure Aaron's got to be to the moon about that but uh but yeah so uh congratulations uh caden and uh good for you buddy we'll have to have aaron on it because it's an actually a a really good story as to how that went down i want to have caden on i want to i want to hear like when we go to the fishing show we got to have like caden on have him tell the story have him tell his version of the story i think that would be really cool i think gray and caden need to uh come to episode 100's party there you go so make it happen okay okay. yeah yeah but yeah, anyway, I just wanted to Very cool. call that out before we uh before I forgot. So Very cool. Well, before we get into our story, there was another uh story submitted by a listener. So I want to get into that before I forget like I already have so far. So this was submitted from um I'm gonna butcher the last name, Eric Nieper. Nieper, yeah. Nieper, sure. Says, Hey guys, quick story here. I wasn't planning on hunting this year because I couldn't go up north for deer camp. My daughter asked me on opening day if I could take her hunting this year. So I grabbed the pop-up line, headed out to a local farm field that I have permission to hunt on, took my single-shot H&R 12-gauge that I haven't fired in the last five years and sat down. About 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> about twenty minutes of light left in the day, this guy pops out into the field about 140 yards away. He got to about 130 yards, and I gave him a wheeze to stop him, squeezed one off, and double-lunged him. My daughter couldn't believe that we got the perfect, terrible outdoorsman buck. He looked real nice from 130 yards. Looks like he broke off one side when he was in velvet, definitely doing a European mount on this one. He is a goofy-ass rack. Let me see it. Yeah. But congrats, Eric. Yeah, cool. 
Yeah, congratulations. Cool Congrats, Eric, on the book. Um, cool story. Uh, thanks for submitting it, too. So if anybody else has any cool buck stories, uh, send them either through the, the website or Facebook page, Instagram, whatever you want, and we'll uh, we'll get them shared on here. Man, but, 130 yards, that's a poke with a... With a single shot, H&R, <laughs> break action. H&R makes good, good guns, though. Yeah. I mean, you got a I, rifled I, barrel. Like, I have dude, an H- that Mossberg an... that I had before the firing yeah. pin didn't want to hit the bullet... Um, that thing was attack driver at 100 yards. I don't yeah. know about 130. I never really tr- tested it, but 100 yards, I could hit about the size of a baseball, which is pretty damn good with a shotgun. Yeah. But. Yeah, and uh, Josh Cullen shot a dandy, too. He, he shot, shot two. He shot two. Shot two. Yeah. He's yeah, ta- yeah, now, yeah. he's truly tagged out. Yeah. Although, he'll probably shoot some does, too. But yep. Tracy Cronman submitted a photo of his daughter. She shot a nice buck, too. There was a lot of really, really, uh, really nice deer. Taking time. I was like, I'm sitting here watching it, and I was like, why is everybody but me killing deer? <laughs> Bob <laughs> had this the... was the year, man. Like, like we had unusually warm weather. At least we did in the UP. I don't know about how it went down here, but like up up north, it was 60 degrees on opening day, and it was like, but man, the deer were falling like crazy. Were. It was like my whole like face Facebook feed was just filled with dead deer and i was like man there were dead deer in front of you though just super <laughs> sad face about my own luck so super um so speaking of dead deer before we get in i keep saying before we get in our story we're gonna fucking run out of time to tell our stories um jason give us some deer harvest summary numbers jason oh certainly I'm trying to pull up deer where the hell our numbers were Deer harvest Let's see. Updated today, just now, we are sitting at 221852. Damn. 221,852. Kill the herd! And I think... I think Jimmy might be the winner on this this year. What was mine again? I think think it's... um, I haven't really been comparing the numbers that much, but from reading some comments of people that are, I think it's a little bit behind what was harvested or what was yeah. reported last year. And maybe that is a little bit influenced by some of the weather that we had back in yeah. October. And then some of that warm weather. And well, I saw, I saw a post on, I think it was either Michigan deer hunters or maybe it was a DNR site. I don't remember what it was, but the like opening day week harvest number was a hundred and I think it was 143,000 last year and 98,000 this year. It was down like 45,000 year over year. So I don't know. Hey, do you guys I, follow Michigan buck pole? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, man. Oh my God. That'll make it depressed. If you that is shot a buck. It, well, no, no, not just, I that, submitted my like, shit to them and they never posted it. The, uh, Bastards. the level of toxicity oh, that comes, yeah. that goes through. Oh that. yeah. Oh man. Oh, yeah. I, I had oh, to yeah. unfollow it, man. I had to unfollow it because it was like almost daily. I like, I was like getting in there and diving into the comments and reading what these people were posting, man. And it's like this guy, you know, somebody's super proud of the deer they shot. I'm like shot this, uh, shot this three and a half year old buck. And then like, and then I automatically go to the comments. Cause I'm like, I mean, it look, the deer does look younger. 
All right. So I want to see what people were saying. Holy shit, man. Yeah. Talk about all the DNR. <laughs> talk about all the DNR fucking bio or uh, wildlife biologists that uh, there, there yeah. must be like 300,000 of them in the state because <laughs> yeah. they are all commenting about how yeah. that deer is only two and a half. That deer is only one and a half. Yeah. And then people are like, how do you know it's one and a half? It might be one. And you're like, what, 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 is, what is wrong with these people? What is wrong with them? Like, I, dude, it was a daily thing. I had to keep up on this. And it was like almost like an addiction yeah. that I had to like, I had to see what kind of, what kind of level of evil was going to come out of yeah. their mouths. And I was like, or out of their, their typing fingers. And I was like, all right, I'm done with this shit, man. I, yeah. I, I unfollowed the shit out of that. I was like, I'm yeah. never getting back on that. This is terrible. Internet man. trolls are going to be internet trolls. Yeah. I'm going to post a small deer and tell them it was nine. So, I, it reminded yeah. it reminded me of like it reminded this bad me of some boy of the, weighed two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah, it reminded me of the like the old school like musky groups of if, if you didn't oh, hold yeah, a, if you didn't hold a musky correctly, like yeah. just the hate it yeah. would come out fish. like yeah. like man, what a bunch of losers! You were one like, pathetic a, loser. Like, like get a life, bro. Do something else. Well, I went, anything else? I went musky fishing. Yeah. Fuck my back up, throwing them fucking. We're, we're talking deer camp. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry we're talking guys. deer camp. Fuck your musky. I didn't catch it anyway, so we'll talk about that shit next week. Yeah, yeah you didn't catch cool. anything. End of story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good musky day. I'm that's so it's a solid normal musky fishing yeah. day, unless you go with Mr. Spencer Berman. But all right, Bob, let's get into our trip to the oh, Oh boy, eight years later, we're back to the I'm telling you, man, I had an outstanding time. Like it was, it was, it was nostalgic. It was, uh, you know, just crossing the bridge again, and you, like it's just different feel. As soon as you get a, into the UP and you stop at a gas station or something like that, it's just a, you see all the old school hunters around, and it's yeah. just a just a really cool feel. Um, but yeah, so got up to our camp. We didn't really know what to expect and, um, got up there and were pleasantly surprised at the amenities that we had. Like we had an awesome, uh, bunk house that we stayed in, uh, had, had more amenities than we were, than we're used to. That's for <laughs> yeah. sure. It had carpet on the floor. That's kind of cool. So, so I yeah. wanted to, I don't want to interrupt your story too many times. Cause we know it's going to be a long one when you guys shot the whole herd up there, but looking <laughs> at the pictures, and then looking at the stuff in the background, I'm like, wait a second. These guys are in, like, some naughty pine-looking bunkhouse. Like, yeah. what? I thought this was supposed to be, like, a bunker in an undisclosed location. This looked like the Taj Mahal. I it, was impressed. It was nice. It was nice. It was really nice. We had a flat-screen TV on the wall to watch Escanaba in the movie. Yeah, I watched I watch the movie every night. Every, every night I, every every night night I put on something. I like, go to bed at, whatever, midnight. And Bob's up watching... Jeremiah Johnson or whatever the hell fuck yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I watched like four different westerns like, the, the time yeah. we were up there, but um, but yeah, we had. I mean, we had a furnace with pro propane furnace that would just blow you out of there, man. And we're like, I'd wake up just a sweaty mess. Like, this is not gonna turn this shit down, man. Yeah. It was. It was so like the amenities were really good. Um, our our host for the week was uh, our good buddy. Arnie, uh, Arnie Harris, we, uh, we did a podcast with him up there and, uh, you know, he was, he was just, yeah, he was just really, uh, he's, he was really on, on it about trying to rebuild deer camp because we all kind of went to the same deer camp as kids. And, um, man, we had a lot of people there, uh, you know, just kind of coming and going, but for the most part, it was just Arnie and us there, but, uh, we had a lot of people coming and going, a lot of old friends. So we stayed up late a few nights hooting and hollering and drank uh, copious amounts of frosty yeah. beverages 
And uh, but yeah, so like just the the general deer camp went really well. Like mo- um, most of the our friends that are up there hadn't hunted since we came up last time, which was for real eight years ago. Yeah. So like they've been looking forward to uh, like we were like the glue that held them together. I guess it, it like, was. <laughs> uh, man, I haven't I haven't laughed that hard in a long time, oh, and like just like it, uh, yeah. overall, just like a really good time. I, I learned how to play dice. Never done that in my yeah. life. Uh, he lost I, every I, time. I, I didn't win any money. Uh, Ryan <laughs> did. I think Ryan won sixty bucks or something one night. Nice. But, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, Good we haul. were we were throwing uh, throwing some mad loot on the table and throwing some dice, and it's super oh, yeah. super easy. But that was a good time. Well, um, the first game we didn't play because I was like, I don't know anything about this. I'll just watch. Fuck, there was like six of them. They're all throwing twenties down. I'm like, I should get yeah, in on this. That, thing, but that's kind of the rule. Is it that was like. After about thirty seconds, I'm like, okay, I got it. I figured it out. Yeah, super easy. But um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So uh, as far as like the hunting went, you know, like I said, it was we were super excited to get up there. We got in the woods right away. Um, that day that we got there, that Sunday, got in the woods. Kind of went back to a, an old haunt that we um, that we used to frequent, and uh, just kind of scoped out the area. And found some spots, got some bait on the ground because up there it's legal to bait, and uh, so we threw some, threw out some, uh, some food on the ground for the deer, and uh, hung a couple cameras just kind of see what was coming in. And right away, I mean, within forty five minutes of hanging my camera, yeah, I had pictures. We had just of got out of the woods, and there's pictures of deer so, on the bait. Like, so like the big controversy. Yeah, the big controversy about the UP is that there's no deer there, and. Uh, and I'll tell you my my two thousand pictures on my camera say otherwise <laughs> in in the four days that I had a deer. Well, they're all of wolves, aren't they? Yeah, the yeah. wolves, the wolves, yeah, cougars, just, just nothing but wolves, bears, killing uh, them all. So we definitely uh, started picking the brains of the guys up there about the wolves and stuff like that. And you know, a couple couple of locals up there said they had seen some wolves, uh, but they're not. They heard them howl, those kind of things. But for the most part, it didn't seem like that part of the UP was really kind of, you know, inundated and wolf traffic. But it was the southern end of the UP. So, yeah, I mean, we and and within like the first couple of days, like we didn't see a single deer crossing the UP. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad, you know. But as soon as like it was like maybe that next day, it was like we couldn't drive to town without almost hitting a deer. Yeah. Like they were everywhere. Dude, for real, like we would take, I mean, where the camp was, it was like some back roads, 15 minutes of back road just to get to the main US2 that cuts across. And like every, I, I was always driving because it took my truck. And I'm like, like I'm white knuckling it. It's like, how many times did deer run in front of yeah, the truck? Ryan's, I'm in, uh, yeah, whether it was daytime, whether it was nighttime, I'm like, a couple times I had to lock them up. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So we uh, we but, did but, we did some scouting and uh, kind of got figured. We figured out there's kind of some terrible stories with the scouting. We got back up. We yeah. got back up. Before we even go up north, you have a terrible story. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so literally, we any I think farther? What, what was that? Friday, Friday night. Friday night. We yeah, went up on leaving. Sunday before, and so this is Friday night. You're you're hunting. Yeah. So I went out. Uh, I went out hunting. I went out bow hunting, and um, I can't remember. I didn't. I, you know, didn't see anything worth shooting. Saw some deer or whatever. But anyway, um, <clears> it's dark. You know, I jump in my truck and I'm headed home and. I'm cruising down a local, like, kind of two-lane road around here, paved road, and I'm doing 50 miles an hour, and out of fucking nowhere, probably a buck that rivals the one I have hanging on the wall there, 
comes out of nowhere. I'm talking split second, like split second reaction time. And this deer is dead square in front of my truck. And I smoked him, <laughs> just smashed him. And like, I could feel him underneath the truck and like it jolted the whole truck. And I drive a, you know, I drive a Ram and I'm at 50 miles an hour. I was surprised my airbags didn't go off how hard I hit that deer. And, uh, so I can feel him kind of under the truck. I'm like, Oh shit, shit, shit. And I hit the brakes and I, you know, I, I, I pull over in like the next driveway that I could. And this guy pulls up behind me and he's like, Holy shit, man, you okay? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. He's like, I just saw nothing, but I saw brake lights and just shit flying everywhere. And I was like, yeah, it was, that was a big deer. You know, we get out and look at my truck and it's like the whole front end of it's kind of caved in and my radiator. He's like, Oh, your radiator's busted. It's leaking fluid everywhere. I'm like, son of a bitch, man. I was like, hey, you think I can get home? He's like, how far you live? I was about five miles from here. He was like, I'll follow you. So he follows me a little ways, maybe a mile down the road, like my a piece of my side of my truck like breaks off and wedges <laughs> into my tire. So it, oh, it, it feels geez. like the whole front end of it's coming off. And I was like, it was just wild. Eventually I get the I get the truck home, I call the police, report the report it. They do a report. And the next morning, like first thing in the morning, well, tell, I wake, tell him what the what the police officer says. Oh, the police! Oh, what did that dude say, man? He it was it was actually pretty funny. He, he was like, or he was like, uh, so you were out hunting, and then you wind up hitting someone with your with your truck, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, that's how it happened. Blah blah blah. And he takes the rest of my report. And, um. You know, I, I, it was kind of funny cause I, I spelled out, he wanted my plate number for my truck and I spelled it out phonetically, like, like you do in the military. And he's like, Oh, you're a military guy. So we started bullshitting about that. He was a super cool dude. But like at the very end of the, the conversation, he was like, Hey, congratulations on your buck, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we rub it in, we rub it in asshole. No, a super good guy. But, um, uh, anyway, that next morning, like I wake up and I'm like, I tell the wife, I was like, let's get in the, let's get in the car. Let's go. I want to see where that deer's at. Cause he was huge. I was like, I don't. I'm not like gonna scrape off the side of the road and eat him, but like, I take him to Shelvis. I want to see what the hell. I want to see what the hell I hit. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna mount his head to the front of that damn truck when it gets out of the shop. <laughs> and uh, it, we couldn't find the deer anywhere, so it's probably more likely that the local yokels probably uh, threw pick. Well, that out, man. Look at that buck outside. Rebel we'll throw him when they're throwing the back of the truck. Yeah. Down. Anyway, uh, so the truck is in the shop getting repaired about, uh, what did I say, $3,300 worth of damage. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, what a story right before yeah. you're going up north for deer camp. Yeah. As you're coming out of the woods from deer hunting, you smoke a deer. Yeah, and so I, I have now dedicated myself to, to, to the eradication of the deer herd in the state go. of Michigan so they can never hit my truck again. So I'm going to kill every deer that walks by me. <laughs> nice. Just kidding. But the anyway. guys on buck pole will like that. There you go. Anyway, so Post every yearling you shoot. Hey, look at this monster I just shot. Yeah, yeah. Michigan buck pole. Here you go. Here's another. I named him buck tender and tasty. says buck pole, right? <laughs> but anyway, so we, yeah, so that that Sunday, um, you know, as I'm trying to like figure out how to like, I, we were up in the UP when I was calling to like schedule like the tow tow truck. Yeah, to pick you were up like Monday. We got to go into town so I can call the tow company i'm like <laughs> we, well we had no we had no service there i was like I, I need something with a good connection so i can get this claim yeah. going but anyway so back to deer camp we uh that was so, the one like negative i guess of deer camp but also a positive was that we didn't have shit for signal 
Like, what do yeah. I do? Like, how do I do sitting in the woods when I'm bored? How do I watch porn? We bitched about it. <laughs> we, we, we bitched about it every day, though, because it'd be like, you know, like I'd get I would get these like all of a sudden I get signal and I get like text from everybody. And then oh, I go, especially I, all the group text. I go to respond. I'd send a text and then you had that little line that goes and stops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it sits there for 10 minutes and you're like, motherfucker, man. It, it was just it was terrible. God but, forbid you send a picture. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that wasn't happening. So, but it was also cool because like it kept you off your phone, right? Because yeah, otherwise, yeah. I would probably been on my phone a lot more. So, like, maybe that's why I shot my deer because I was actually looking for the fucking thing. I took like a five minute video of a squirrel. <laughs> I was like bored out of my mind. <laughs> anyway, we well, could have been like our dad. I fucking shot it with his pistol. How many? How many squirrels did you guys have in front of you guys? Up there, and like hardly any. Yeah. They're, they're the small, Harley. like small red squirrels yeah. up there. So like, they're those little, like yeah, they're like couple. slightly bigger than a chipmunk. And there's not very. Dude, the ravens up there are the size of turkeys. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> ravens were creepy, and they man. Make, and they make some weird ass noises. The fucking weirdest noise. Now I, now <laughs> I know why Edgar Allan Poe was losing his fucking mind. Yeah. The noises that those things make, dude. Never more. So on dude, opening, un- unbelievable. Like I remember at one point, I thought it was a human. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Brat. Who was that? Yeah, just some weird ass noises, dude. And then all of a sudden, I see it fly, and like I can hear the noise coming from where it's flying. I'm like, it was that fucking thing. Like, well, you can hear their wings are so damn oh, big. Yeah. Like just this like Huge. flapping. And you stuff, hear this yeah. flapping, this weird vibration coming through the air. And what the fuck is that? And then you see the raven, Mothman. And they God. fly so erratic, like yeah. they fly super weird. So like it's that constant. Like, I didn't know, hear them nuts. though until we gut gutted my buck. Yeah. But then, and then they, they were, were they would not leave my area. Drove me nuts. I did watch them chase a, a bald eagle one day, and like they were just giving that bald eagle hell. I, I believe it. They're big, man. Yeah. They're they're up in Harrison. We've got three ravens that that are like kind of on that little peninsula that my dad's cottage is on, and they actually are killing all the other birds and stuff. They're pretty. Yeah, pretty yeah, they're, brutal. Yeah, they're they're, Dude, they're gnarly, man. Um, that was I think that was the first time I've ever really seen a raven. They were crazy. That bald yeah. eagle though, that was cool. That thing flew right over top of my head, like right, I mean, right at the top of the trees above me. And if, like you could hear the wings flowing, I'm like, what you the could fuck feel is the that? freedom. <laughs> what is yeah, that? I, I just felt is... America. So opening day, I had, I counted because they were pissing me off, man. Because the squirrels were terrible this oh, year. Yeah. I had nine squirrels at the same time all around my stand at one point. Oh, it, it gets to the point where you bad. stop, like you hear noise, you don't even think it's a deer yeah. at that point. That's how they sneak in because like you're just hearing like white noise of everywhere. And all of a sudden, there's a buck right there. Like, oh, shit. Dude, down here, like, I, I was hunting last weekend, and I had a squirrel come up right next to the blind, like, just kind of out of nowhere. And I swear to God, this thing was a, the size of a skunk. <laughs> this thing was huge, man. And I was oh, like, yeah. Jesus, bro. You, like, We need to have a terrible outdoorsman. Uh, a squirrel-a-thon squir- down, squirrel down, down yeah. here. A squirrel competition. Who can shoot That'll them? help me fill my uh, bold prediction of my oh. one-man limit of five squirrels. But that'll be after January first, so you'll still fail it. But we can still do it. Yeah, you fine. can you can come out any weekend and shoot all them damn squirrels. Yeah. Would you call uh, them bu- bushy tails? You called them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to the. Our right, back to the youp. <laughs> back to the youp. So uh, next couple of days we just kind of mess around and uh, and just kind of 
you know, checking out. Went out to breakfast. Yeah, we went out to breakfast. Uh, Like we ate breakfast. Went to the world's nicest Dunham's on earth. Yeah, we went to Dunham's, and it was like it was like the size of Cabela's down here. It was huge. That was in Escanaba, but um, so yeah, just kind of messed around, got or hanging out with the other guys at camp, and just shooting the shit. And then uh, opening day comes. We I think we went to bed a little bit earlier that night. Didn't drink too heavily that day. That day, watch Escanaba into moonlight. Watch Escanaba in the moonlight. Went through all the rituals, all the all the tings. We did all the tings. I said I don't know how you guys do that. We watched it the night before just to be safe in case we got too trashed the other night. But then we like we were playing dice and we had it on the whole time. Oh, I want I got a bone to pick with you boys. No, remember we were talking about traditions and shit, and I thought about this in the tree stand, like on the last day of the hunt. Like we were talking about like traditions, and then I brought up the one tradition that I was doing that turned out to not work and be a more of a curse was to listen to that song by Ted Nugent, and then you guys were like, "Let's play it on the podcast." I think you guys cursed my dear week <laughs> probably with that fucking song. Yes. I thought about that yes. while I was and like I was sitting there frustrated and I was like them fucking assholes. Back Should have listened to Creed, bro. Back to, back <laughs> I to, should have counteracted it with the, with the majestic yeah. <laughs> uh, juju of Creed. Back to Deer Camp. So, All right, so, so I, I've got I've got a couple terrible uh, uh stories in, enveloped in this story as I finish it. So let me let me let me go through my story. Okay. Are your are your terrible stories from like after mine? You, my terrible stories are leading up to your not so terrible story. Okay. Not terrible story at all. Okay. So, um opening day comes, right? So we uh we get out there early. Um we get out there, you know, before light and uh march out to the stand or I'm out to the blinds where we went or where we had uh everything set up and I didn't set up a blind this time. So like I get there and I didn't really like spend a lot of time picking out where I was going to sit. I just kind of knew like, Oh yeah, I brushed it in a little bit. So I get there and I, you know, sit down in my spot and you know, once it starts to get light, I realize that I'm out here flapping. Like I am sitting in the middle of nowhere, just out here, like <laughs> you know, no cover at all in where I, where my bait piles at and stuff like that in my shooting area is like everything's really close contact there like these I know where the deer come from they come down from the swamp and they come up this little rise and then they are right on top of me so I'm not going to see them coming I'm not going to be ready for them and I'm just I'm sitting there I'm overthinking it. and this is how I get when I get in a spot mm-hmm. that I'm not super happy with is I start to think myself out of it so anyway I'm sitting there until um I don't know maybe it was around nine o'clock or maybe eight thirty, nine o'clock. Well, I hadn't been sitting, you know, more than an hour, hour and a half, almost two hours or so. And I was like, you know, I, I left my blind there behind this tree that I was sitting next to, and I'm like, I'm gonna pop this thing up, man. Like, cause like, I, if something comes in, I've got to be ready for it. So I, I go through the rigmarole of setting up this goddamn blind, which I'm gonna get rid of because I can't. The setting that thing up like is like a, it's like some kind of Chinese torture. Dude, I want one of those blinds that you can see through. That's yeah, what Denny, yeah, those that's, things that's gonna are. Those they're things amazing. Are cool. They're amazing. Yeah. That's that's my next hunting purchase. But yeah, so I I struggle through this, make so much noise. There's no deer ever coming near me, and I finally get it set up, get situated, and I'm like, all right, I can sit here for at least a couple more hours. Within 15 minutes, I had a spike horn right in front of me, and <laughs> like, you must be the dumbest motherfucker that in the woods right now. But either way, well, I think like where that spot is, like they're down in that swamp sh- shit thick. 
Yeah. Like you could make all kinds of noises and like I definitely five did. minutes later, they didn't even know they were that you were there. It, it, these deer definitely did not seem affected by no. human movement, contact and no. stuff like that. Like we, the day before we rode a three wheeler and a four wheeler back there to drop yeah. off bait and set up our cameras or a couple of days before. And with, within 45 minutes, I had a picture on my camera, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, so I set this blind up and I'm sitting in it and I sit there until it was about 10, 10. And all of a sudden I hear the shot, the shot that rang out around the world. And, uh, obviously Ryan and I hunt maybe a couple hundred yards apart. So, uh, probably straight line distance, maybe 200, 300 yards. And, uh, I hear the shot. I know it's him. So I immediately text him and it actually goes through. And uh, I said, what, I said, what, what you shoot or something like that. And he said, don't, I'm like, all right, cool. All right, he's gonna he shot a doe, and I'm sitting there thinking I'm already bored out of my mind. So I'm like, well, and, and at that point, like I I had a, a good amount of coffee in my system, and I'm like, my my guts are doing the rumble bumble, and and I was like, all right, before I go fuck with this deer, I need to take care of some business because there's I'm not I'm not gonna make it back to camp. So I came up with this idea of like, all right, well, in where I'm at is literally like just straight big trees. There's no stumps or anything like that. There's not a lot of like primo shitting areas, right? So we talked about this literally right before. So everything that we talked about literally right before deer camp happened to me on this trip. I hit a deer with my fucking truck and then I, 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 I damn near shit my pants in the woods, right? And we'll keep on going. So so what I did was I took my chair. I'm like, I got a great idea. I'm going to take my chair. And I like flipped it on its side and it's got these solid legs on it that are kind of that wrap around. I'm like, you know what? I can just set my ass cheeks right on this chair and make a little toad out of it. It actually worked perfectly. Nice. It did. I didn't shit on myself. You know, I kind of I kind of took the the heel of my boot, made me a little cat hole. So, I, you know, I'm right behind. I did this right behind the blind. Like, I'm literally like 10 feet from my blind. But I'm like, all right, don't walk. Don't walk in this area. Yeah. You know, so I, up, I, I dig out the hole. Upwind of his blind, too. <laughs> no, definitely downwind if, it was, if the wind was coming out of that area. No, it was. It, I have to think about the direction I was sitting. But anyway. Wasn't really concerned about wind yeah. at that point. Uh, it just needed uh, to happen. I was more concerned about breaking wind because I wasn't going to turn out well. But anyway, <laughs> a little dad joke there. But anyway, yeah, um, joke. so I dig it out with my heel, do my business, get the baby wipes out and, and, and done with my business. Mm. And within, like, I get done, pull up my pants, kind of bury my, you know, my, my shit and everything, grab my gun, grab my stuff, and I look up and I see orange. <laughs> I see orange about no way. Eh, 75 yards away and it's Ryan. And I was like, oh shit. So like the whole time I'm walking to him through the woods, I'm like, I bet you he just watched me take that shit. You know? <laughs> so I get up to him and the first thing I say to him, I was like, how long have you been standing there? He was like, I don't know, like five minutes. I'm like, did you see me take that shit over there? And he was like, no. I'm like, oh, God, thank God. Thank God. Oh, it gets better, guys. It gets better. But anyway, so like we start going down the trail, and I don't know, we made some small talk as we were to as we were walking back towards his spot. And, you know, there's a couple turns in the trail and stuff. And I know, like, as we turn this around this corner, I know where his bait's at. I helped him set it up. I know where his camera's at. And I figured, like, he if he shot a doe, he probably shot it over the bait. Like, they pretty much hover on the on a bait pile, and they don't really 
you don't really catch them moving to and fro. But anyway, so we round the corner and I'm looking at his bait and I don't see a deer anywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck is a deer at? You know, and then like I look up the, you know, I'm kind of looking up the trail, like thinking, where could this deer come from? Where's it at? He's not saying anything. He's being super quiet. And I walk up and I can see the deer, but I can also see that it's much bigger than a doe, you know? And I'm like, what, what's going on here? And as I start to walk closer, like, I'm like, it's got something on its head. And I'm like, oh, that motherfucker, he lied to me, you know? And like, so that, like, that's where it initially kind of hit me that he's fucking with me. And then I walked up on the deer and I was like, holy fuck, bro. And he's, I look back at him and he's just like grinning ear to ear and chuckling. I'm like, you motherfucker, man. Like, I was, I was like, holy shit, man. I did my little celebratory dance out there and let out a good, a, a, a loud fuck yeah. And, you know, and we kind of celebrated a little bit and, uh, immediately kind of got some picture. He told me the story. So the, I, I still don't know to this day how the fuck he shot that deer, right? He shot that deer about 75 yards through some of the thickest shit I've ever seen. Right. Like we, like we cut lanes for him and we had an idea of like, if a deer walks down this trail, like this is where you're going to be able to shoot him. He shot him in the one fucking place that we there's no, there's no way that he's going to shoot a deer there. That's where he shot that deer. <laughs> and like, I'll, I'll get into I, the, I'm, I'm going to let him tell, tell the full story of how he killed the deer. But after that, we, uh, we kind of went through, uh, the process of thinking like, all right, what the fuck are we going to do with this? <laughs> all right. Now the work starts, yeah. you know, and got kind of prepared for that. So I'll let him kind of take over with the, well, uh, f- finish, uh, part two of your, your shitting story the next day. No, it was it was that afternoon. Oh, that afternoon. Yeah. It was that afternoon. So we got done, we we dealt with the deer. We we got it, you know, got it hung up on the buck pole, and um, so we went back out and we went back out pretty early, probably one thirty, two o'clock. We were, um, you know, we were parked on the road, and uh, so we're parked on the road, and it was kind of crazy, you know, because we're parked on the road. Unloading all of our shit. I grab I grab my backpack, throw it on, spray down, do all this stuff. Grab my gun, kind of, uh, you know, move off to the side. I load my gun. And we're sitting, or we're parked on this road. And it's not like a real, it's not a, a main road at all. It's kind of a side, like, lane. And, um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm looking down the road, and I see a deer standing in the road. And I'm like, holy shit, there's a deer standing in the road. I, so I raise my gun up, and I look through the scope, and it's a buck. Nice little, like, maybe six-point. I don't really even know what that was. I don't know. Like, it was pretty decent, honestly. Like, it wasn't a giant by any means, but it was... It was a shootable buck. I'd fucking shot it if it walked in front of me. It was a shootable buck for sure. And here I am, locked and loaded with my, four fi- of my 450, and I'm looking down the road at this deer at, like, 60 yards. And I'm like, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. And he turns around. I'm like, there's deer in the road, deer in the road. And we, he grabs his gun, and he kind of pulls it up to look through the scope to see what it is. And he's like, oh, shit, it's buck, you know? And so I, I popped down to a knee real quick. And the deer at this point, like he was on the far side of the road, which is private property. And then he pops onto the road. Vice president. So he, he jumps onto the road. And, um, and so I'm sitting there staring at this deer and I'm like, oh man, I, I, I could shoot this damn thing right off the road. And I'm like, that's illegal as fuck. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, right, Ryan, what should I do? What should I do? And he's real quiet. He's not saying a he damn thing. He wants me to give him the okay to I, I, I really was. I, I was looking for I was looking for an okay, but I, I still don't think I would have shot that deer on the road, even if well, it, it was it was running through my head really fast. If like, it would have stepped off the road into the state land, I would have I would have shot it. Right, right. If it was off the road in, right, in yeah, the state on land. The, on the federal land there. But, but like, it was 
it came off the road and it came quick like right right so i i immediately because i'm like i'm sitting on a knee and i'm like waving all over the road or like all over the place like i i jumped down into the prone and i to steady to steady my nerves and uh i'm like oh shit i take the safety off and i'm like ah no i can't shoot in the road you know and then it i'm like kind of waiting and it it just takes a bound off the road and then takes another bound. Like if he had a, if he just stopped, I probably would have popped yeah. him. But even then, I think you're well, supposed. I think you're supposed mur- to. I think you're supposed. I was off the road at the time that I'm laying there. I wasn't on the road. Yeah, I he's think like I, laying in the ditch, hoping the deer comes down into the ditch and stops, and it doesn't. It just like jumps over right. The ditch. So it was like, it, and it was one of those kind of ethical things you're talking about. You know, wanting to make an ethical. It was an ethical choice that I had to make there. Like, you know, shoot the. It, it would have been illegal, and that's that's why I didn't shoot. But anyway, so it was kind of like a, a little weird moment. But anyway, so the deer runs off or goes into the or goes into onto that land, and I kind of hustle. At that point, we both kind of hustled what we were doing and and went down the path uh, that we go back into our hunting spot on. It. And I I spotted him as he moved in, um, so. I could see the deer moving through the woods. He's on the federal property. I couldn't get a shot on him at that point. At this point, we're into the woods. We're all well off the road at that point. And um, within maybe a minute of me spotting him, we hear a gunshot in that area. And I'm like, God damn it, man. Somebody shot that deer, you know? So anyway, we uh, we walk back. Uh, and, or, you know, I kind of drop right at his spot, and I keep on going. And I'm kind of creeping. I'm moving really super slow. And I spotted orange. So I could see this guy like moving through the woods and I, I, I couldn't really tell what he was doing. Um, you know, because I obviously wasn't going to, I had my binoculars in my bag, but I didn't feel like pulling out my binoculars. So, but I could see him kind of moving parallel to me on this, on this path that I'm on. And so I kept on going down the path and I get to my spot where I'm at and I see him again and I'm like, but he's directly behind my spot at this point, like (laughs) 75 yards, if that behind my spot. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing back there? You know, and he's kind of messing around doing something. I pull my binos at that point and I can see it looks, it looks like he was probably dragging that deer out. And I was like, son of a bitch, man. Now I like, I feel like my whole hunt, like right now is screwed up. So like he disappears. I don't see him anymore. And I kind of continued to sit there and scan with my binoculars. And sure enough, you know, there are no straight lines in nature. Right. And I spot a chair. 75 yards, 70 maybe yards behind me, directly behind me, looking directly at the back of me. So this guy in the morning had been hunting directly behind me, aiming at me. Yikes. Right. So like like what he was visually looking at was me. So that got me thinking, that dude, opening morning... Was sitting there <laughs> staring up my cornhole as I'm taking a dump. <laughs> so one, one, I was like, this, this, this dude could have shot me in the back. Two, I was more embarrassed about the fact that he was probably staring up my be- my my bee hole. Sitting there watching you take a shit. Yeah, watching me fuck with that blind was probably oh more God. embarrassing than me taking a shit. Like, <laughs> he, he probably has a podcast group and he's telling the story right now. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah, this guy was yeah. out there opening day setting up his blind. There was this yeah. Googan in the woods. Uh, yeah. Hey, I saw this guy up there. Hey, he was, uh, you know, he was a fudgy. 
Yeah, he's over there, over there, dropping trowel right in front of up, me. He was set up as two holer, and he didn't yeah. use it. Holy wow! <laughs> he's got his GoPro but on yeah, his head, and he's so... like, "This guy's actually taking a shit as we speak. He's, he's he's crouching down. Oh oh, okay, touch touchdown, touchdown. So, play by play. I'm gonna yeah. fin- I'm gonna finish out my I'm gonna finish out my opening day here. So like, I get back there, I spot that chair, and it's all you know. All these things start running through my head. I'm texting back and forth with Ryan, telling him that, you know, uh, old, old Jed is sitting behind me, staring up my beehole. I was like, I got to move. I can't, I can't hunt here. You know, like I'm going to finish out my hunt tonight, but I'm, I'm moving tomorrow. And, um, so I'm sitting in the blind, you know, kind of right before dark. Um, you know, I, I'm looking off in one direction and all of a sudden I look, or I hear something to my left and I look and there's a, a fucking doe, two does literally 15 yards from me. Like these ninjas just came out of nowhere and they're like right to my left. And, um, you know, so I, I immediately grabbed the gun and they, or I didn't immediately, I kind of locked eyes with this doe and I was like, she's gone, man. And sure enough, she bounded away from me and I grabbed the gun, get it up into the, into the hole of the, or into the uh, opening of the blind. And I'm trying to, trying to get on her. And there's a tree in the way, but then she starts moving more to my left. And at a certain point, she stops, and she's broadside probably 50 yards, if that. And But she is directly in between me and Ryan's spot. So literally everything that we talked about in the two podcasts or the podcast prior to this or prior to opening day happened to me. I had a deer come in that was in between me and Ryan. Right? Didn't remember me talking about uh, making sure you know what's yeah, beyond, beyond your target. Yep. So I didn't shoot. Right? I didn't shoot. I held off on the deer. And I'm like, you need to move. You need to move just a little bit to the left. A little bit to the left. And she turned the opposite way and hauled ass away. And I didn't get a shot on her. So that happened. I took a dump. I had a dude like I had a dude on state land that was staring up my bee hole. Like, I had, like, He's probably making a bunch of money on OnlyFans with his right? new clip. We need to clip that. I, yeah, we do. I, I hit I hit a, I hit a deer with my truck. Like mark the time. I was like, what yeah. else? What else could possibly go wrong on this particular trip? So I was like, you know what? I was so defeated at that point that right after that deer took off, I broke my shit down. I, I was like, I'm done. Got everything out of my blind. Broke the blind down. Grabbed my camera. Grabbed everything. I came. I came walking up to Ryan that that uh, you know after dark like a gypsy wagon with all my shit. <laughs> I, had a, I, had, I had a I had a blind. I had a chair. I had a you know I had my backpack. I had I, I had he ten gets to tons me of and shit. He's fucking smoked, <laughs> sweating like a motherfucker. Yeah, we hauled all that shit out there with a four wheeler. Like yeah, and I'm carrying it all back like a pack mule hey little bro can you help me carry my things <laughs> he did he yeah, did yeah he grabbed oh I, yeah i wasn't gonna let him carry, he carry my blind or something because i was dead i was like all right man i'm yeah. done and we shot uh or he shot a, a, a dandy buck that day so i was like i'm getting booked up tonight and I, <laughs> yeah. I definitely did we didn't hunt that next morning <laughs> we didn't we did not but... so that's day one so, all right let me let me tell the the my side of the, the buck story. <clears throat> um, so going back to Sunday when we first get there, we get there early. We made record time up there because now you can drive fucking 80 on the highways going up north. 
and you can go 65. Oh, just a minute. Just a minute. How about that plan that I thought I would do and then forgot about? The breakfast. (laughs) The breakfast. Oh, yes. The breakfast on Sunday. (laughs) We record that that earlier, that week before. It was Friday, right? Uh, I don't remember when we recorded, but it was uh, Jason was going to meet us and Claire on our way up. I was going to get him some terrible outdoorsman hats, and then we were going to have breakfast at like seven. We said seven o'clock at Big Boy and Claire. And uh, so that morning, Bob's like, "Do you hear from Jason?" I'm like, "No." I said, "I texted him like our ETA, but I haven't heard from him yet." I said, "So I don't. We'll stop and get breakfast anyways. I guess like whatever." So about we're about five minutes from Claire. And Jason finally texts me back and goes, oh, shit, I totally forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) I felt bad because I did say I was like, let's do breakfast and I'll text you. And then, yeah, I woke up at 655 and your text was there and saying, hey, we'll be there at 655. And I was like, yeah, we were like on time and we were going to be there, too. Yeah, we pulled out. We we wanted to leave at five and we we pulled out at like five oh two or something. Yeah, we were we were on time. Did yeah, you guys get the breakfast bar? We didn't even stop. We once didn't, once yeah, he texted, yeah. we were like, let's just keep rolling. Yeah. Damn, you yeah. ruined it. Well, I mean, traffic was flowing so good. I was like, let's there go. Nobody on the road. Yeah. Like we great. got there. I think it took us. We left at five. We got there just after 11. It was just over six hours. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, it's four hundred miles. Like we were rolling. So, um, so yeah, we get there early on Sunday, get our shit unloaded, check out the camp, um, shoot the shit with Arnie, and then we're like, let's get in the woods. So we go to the spot. This is where we had planned on going, and um, so we, we ride out there with the the, the four wheeler and the three wheeler, and we see kind of the first spot. Bob always walks a little farther, so I usually take the closest spot. So we kind of, we find kind of the first area, and I'm like, there's scrapes all over the place. Yeah. We got some really nice, fresh scrapes, and I'm like, man, I really like this area. I said, let's keep going, and we'll find Bob's spot. So we find Bob's spot, get him set up, and and this is, mind you, this is on the opposite side of the woods where we actually are setting up. This is just, we wanted to hunt this side of the woods. Get Bob set up, and I'm like, all right, well, let's go back, and we'll uh, we'll see if we can set up something for me. And and I'm like, I'll walk. You guys take the, the quad and the, the three-wheeler. I'll walk and see if I can find something. So I'm walking along kind of the area where I wanted to put a, put a blind up. And uh, all of a sudden, I look over to my left, and I see a ground blind. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Like, this is the one area I wanted to set up. Looked great. Buck sign all over the place. And there's a damn ground blind up there. I'm like, that's state land for you. So I'm all I'm instantly pissed off. So we de- we decided to go down there. Yeah, well, we were like it was way off the beaten path, and like where this blind was set up, you couldn't even shoot at like where like along the trail. Like there's a yeah. four wheeler trail where all these scrapes, all the scrapes are only on it. Yeah. So we're like, what? Is, what the hell are they hunting down there? So we're like, you know what? Screw it. I, I'm sure they're not in the blind yeah. right now. And was, this was like the, the Sunday before. Like, let's yeah. go down and look at it. We, yeah. So we go down yeah. and look at it. And as we're walking up to it, about what twenty yards from the blind, there's a pile full of Miller Lite beer cans and garbage and bullshit. <laughs> a bush. That was so a we're big like, pile. We're like, what the fuck is twisted this? Twisted tees. There's a yeah. bunch of twisted tees down. So there. then we go over to the blind and look in the blind, and there's like thirty beer cans inside the the blind. And we're like, 
What the fuck, man? This hobo <laughs> Joe living yeah, out here, man. What this guy's out here getting away from his wife. She's getting, fucking getting wasted. She's <laughs> just getting white girl wasted yeah, in his blind. And, and then we look over, and about 15 yards from the blind, he's got a fucking bait pile. It hadn't been, like, freshened up in a while. No, there was a no. mineral block that had been there for a long fucking time. But, like, it's seriously 15 yards from from the, the blind in the middle of the thickest shit possible. I'm like, what the fuck is this dude set up down here for? It just doesn't even make sense. There was a camera hanging on that, looking at yeah. that mineral block, too. And we're, I was we like, were gonna fucking moon it. I was, show, I, was show I, I, brown I, eye. I definitely wanted to, like, yeah, <laughs> just all like, of a sudden just have your like, wiener come through. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely wanted to, like, do the motion wiener. <laughs> I just definitely wanted to do the goat in front of it or something. <laughs> you know? The bat wing. Did you say, the, I, I think I heard you correctly. Did you say you're going to show your brown eye? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at that point, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm not setting up near this guy because I don't want to walk past this fucker. Knowing that he's out here drinking that much, if yeah, he's if oh he's hunting, I don't want any part of that. I think we nicknamed and him Junkyard Jim. This, yeah, this four wheeler trail, <laughs> where we're hunting, is a corner of like what six hundred acres of state land, yeah. and there's a four wheeler trail that literally cuts the corner. So we were coming off. I mean, it's probably what do you say four miles? Maybe that's how long this trail is. About that, yeah, probably. So we came in on one side. Bobby set up right in the middle because yeah. he just feels like walking. Two fucking miles. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I hate that spot. Especially when I've got so I'm like, my shit. So I'm like, let's just get the fuck out of here and tomorrow we'll come in on the other side. It's the same amount of walk for him. But that's where we have, we've hunted before and I'm like, I'll just try to set something up over there. So I'm like, that whole night I'm pissed off because like, didn't yeah. get any bait on the ground. He's already got pictures on his camera. I'm like, this sucks. What a fuck this year. You know, like I'm instantly <laughs> annoyed, right? So the next day we go up and we go on the other side and we find my spot where I end up sitting. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, this, this, this looks all right, but it's fucking thick. We had to have to cut down half the forest to get me some shooting lanes. And I'm like, whatever. At least it's, we get a spot. I can get some bait on the ground. Like, Whatever. Not super thrilled about it. Set up my camera, throw bait down, and like the whole night we get out of the woods pretty early. And all of a sudden we're playing dice later in the night. I'm ch- constantly checking my phone. I'm no like, pictures. No, Not nothing is coming no through. Picture, yeah. So I'm thinking like <laughs> the fucking camera is not working or something. Like I'm constantly checking it. Nope, nope. There's just no pictures of deer. And all of a sudden I finally get a picture. It gives sends me the test picture at like one in the morning and there's just nothing there. I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's working. It just there's no deer around here. And then like the next morning, no deer. And it's like the night the morning before uh opening day, a Tuesday morning, and I have no sign of any deer on my camera. I'm not real thrilled about my spot. And I'm like, this fucking blows, dude. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> it's a terrible outdoorsman, right? This is how it's meant to be. And uh so opening morning, well, throughout that day, all of a sudden I started getting pictures. I think I had a doe, had a couple spike horns, like finally had some pictures of something on the bait. So that morning comes and I don't know, I think I'm in the, I'm in my spot for 15 minutes and all of a sudden I've got deer in front of me and I didn't set up a blind either because one, it was going to be warm enough. I don't like sitting in a blind because to me, I'd rather just sit up against a tree cause I can see more. I've got no restrictions yeah. in my view. But also, like, those deer live there. All of a sudden, they see this big-ass blind pop up. Like, to me, I'd rather I could sit next to a tree that's fucking six feet wide. It was a huge pine tree. I can just sit back w- with my back up to that, and I can be more discreet than in a, than a big in a big ground blind. 
if it was colder or it was going to rain, hell yes, I'm setting up my pop-up. But I'm like, screw it. I'll just set up here. I did the same thing. We took my blind out, set it up behind the tree. But I just brushed in, put a bunch of pine trees in front of my spot. And I'm like, this will be fine. Whatever. I'm not real thrilled about my spot anyway. So I'm like, fuck it. I don't really care. And uh, so, yeah, that first morning, I'm just sitting there. And I, I, I instantly, I get like a small doe or something like that on the pile. 20 minutes later, I got a spike horn. Nice spikes. I'm not going to shoot a spike horn, though. Maybe 30 minutes later, another spike horn. Then another 30 minutes later, another spike horn. All different spike. One's actually like a four point, I think. He's got really tall spikes, but he's got brows. So I see all these spike horns, see a couple of like yearlings. I'm like constantly seeing deer all morning. I'm like, oh, this is good because I wasn't seeing shit on camera. Very unmotivated, but at least I'm seeing deer. Like it's entertaining. And then um, I don't know, about 10 o'clock, I'm like, I'm just nothing. Like again, I saw these spikes, all these these does. I'm like, I don't, nothing's, nothing seems to be moving. And I'm where my spot is. I'm about 75 yards of my bait pile, but behind my bait pile is nothing but this thick swamp, cedar swamp bullshit. Like you walked around there. I mean, you saw it. It's fucking, yeah, it's, it's really thick, thick shit, yeah. thick shit. Like you couldn't hunt down in there. So like we're on the edge of it. And I'm like thinking through my head. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe if I hit it, like maybe there's still somewhat rutting. Cause we saw those scrapes. I'm like, I'll hit this little bleak can. Maybe I can draw one to me. Like just hail Mary. It's 10 o'clock on opening morning. So I've got that little primos can, the bleak call. And I hit it three times and I, my rule is always, I, I'll do it three times. Whether I'm doing a grunt, rattling, whatever, I do it three times. So I hit it three times and I wait about five seconds in between each bleat. So I do that, throw it down on my backpack and I got my binos sitting like on my lap because I had just kind of been looking around with my binos and it wasn't, but a, not even a minute after I hit that third bleat, all of a sudden I see another deer, but it's, if my pile's at 12 o'clock, it's at 10 o'clock a little bit to the left and it's through some thick shit. And I, I just see movement. I'm like, Oh fuck another deer. And I'm thinking instantly in my head, I'm thinking a fucking spike horn. Cause it's all I've seen so far. So I pull up my binos and I see the deer and all of a sudden he picks its head up and he's looking around, like looking for this bleed. And I see, I just see fucking horns and I'm like, Holy shit. So I threw the binos down, grabbed my, cause my gun's in on my lap too. Like I'm not at all ready for this shit. Cause I got, I was all comfy and cozy leaning up against this tree. So I grabbed a gun I had the scope covers open though, Jason. I was a little more prepared than you. Grabbed the gun and I actually bought like a tripod because I'm shooting a fucking 80 yard shot. So I'm like, I bought an actual like Primos tripod, like $150 thing. Yeah. So I set it up on this rest and I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the deer and like he's moving around and I instantly, it all happens within about a second. I've got to think about, am I going to hit that call again to try to hit, get him to turn around and come towards an opening that I have because this trail that he's walking on is kind of leading away from me. And I don't know if he's going to give me a shot and all that thought process happens in like a second where I just make the split decision that where he's walking, there is one very, it's not even a window. You saw it. It's not a window. It's brush, (laughs) but he is walking on a trail (laughs) that the brush is right next to. So again, in my head, I'm thinking that bullet is going to travel 99% of the way and it's going to hit that brush right where he's at. It's not going to get deflected that much. I think that I, I think I've got a good shot of getting through this because it's the thinnest spot in this thick shit. Because if it was like closer brush, it's probably going to deflect it, and God knows where the bolt's going to go. But it's right next to the trail that he's walking on, and I just wait for him to get to a somewhat clearing spot and then put it right on his shoulder, pull the trigger, and he fucking dropped. 
Boom. just dropped. And I, I like scared the fuck out of me because like it all happened from the time I saw him to the time I shot was probably five seconds. Honest God, that's why I asked you, Jason, how much time you had. Oh, okay. because honest God, from the time I saw him, looked at my binos, threw it down, pulled up the gun, got on and pulled the trigger. I can't imagine it was more than five, six seconds. It was that fast. Um, because otherwise he was going to be gone, and all this thinking's going in my head, and it's just like I don't know how it all happened that fast, but it's all that was clicking that fast in my head. But he drops, so I rack another one in real quick, and I see him like like moving around on the ground. So I. I get the scope back on him, and he's trying to get up. He tries to get up a second time, falls down. Tries to get up a third time, falls down. Wait for him to stand up fully, and I'm going to put another one into him. And the third time, he just drops hmm. and doesn't move. And I'm like, you know, that that Luke Bryan scene. Is he down? Is he down? Is he down? Is he down? Like, honestly, God, that's going through my head as as happened. And uh, I'm like, lose my mind. I'm like... I, I want to do everything but scream as loud as I can, but I don't want him to know about it. Like I was just, all I want to do is fucking scream. So I first thing came to my mind. I was like, I don't want him to get up and run away. I didn't know if like I, because I dropped, I didn't know if I like broke his spine or what the fuck. So I just grabbed my gun and I hauled ass, like everything but running, like walking and like kind of jogging as fast as I can through the woods to get to this trail and I come around this corner like like I'm in the fucking military with a gun on my shoulder like waiting for him to be moving <laughs> pie in the corner and but yeah like honestly god I am I'm like I've got my gun up ready for him to like move when he sees me and by the time I got around the corner like he's blood bubbling out of his nose he, he's fucking dead but I'm like holy fuck and that's when like he had texted me by the time I got down there he had already texted me would you shoot and like within a second I'm like do I tell him big buck or do I tell him doe and I'm like <laughs> dough <laughs> son of a bitch that's awesome but man. it all happened so fast like i said five seconds from the time from the time i saw him to the time i shot him it was that fast that's cool it was insane yeah. and, it, and he wasn't even on the bait he wasn't even i mean he was probably 20 yards from the bait um he had came into that bleak call and he was looking around for it that's all the only reason he came in I mean, maybe he was. Maybe he was already walking that way. I I don't know. I don't even know where the fuck he came from. He was just there. He was yeah. just there, right behind that brush. It was a it was a pretty perfect shot too. Like it didn't hit shoulder. Yeah, it, it was, was right a, behind the shoulder. It was a little high. It blew it was, out his lungs. It was a little. So I didn't high. break his spine, lung, but yeah, it took the lungs out of it. it. It had to. I would imagine that the shock and that kinetic energy coming on off that round probably probably did break his spine. That's why he couldn't get back up. And it was I farther mean, forward, so he was probably trying to get up on his front. Yeah. but either way maybe i mean that, gonna, that 450 you know, dropped him don't need an autopsy dropped him. he died quick so yeah. That, I mean, that was, oh yeah it was definitely his one shot. lung was just mincemeat yeah it was just black lung he had the black lung yeah. <laughs> he's an old smoker but he um yeah he i mean biggest up buck i've ever seen he was Let heavy, alone like, shot. Yeah, he was heavy antler too like heavy antler like, yeah. like really he's like, not i mean he's bigger than the one i shot last year um, I looked at like him and compared him to one that's on my wall now. He's definitely bigger. He's he's thicker horned. Yeah, I had to. So then the debate came on for like the next four days of whether or not I mount this thing. Everybody on earth telling him to mount it. Everybody up there, like all of our friends up there, like there's tons of antlers hanging around camp, and they're like none none of those are as big as that, and they're not. Like there's ten points up there, but they're not as big. The horns aren't as heavy. 
And like, they're all telling me, you got to mount that fucking thing. You got to mount the biggest buck we've ever seen. They all wanted us to stay an extra day and go to the buck pole in Rapid River for Rapid River Night Night Force. They're like, you're going to win for like, you're going to win for the biggest buck. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Like, it's a great buck, but it's not that big. Like for the UP, it is a big buck. Yeah. They just generally like, well, I mean, we had, we ended up with five bucks on the buck pole. Yeah. I think what two of them were eight points and they didn't even compare to that one. Yeah. Like yeah. they were eight points, but they were small, not heavy horned. Like, so did a lot Jesus. of thinking. I'm like, man, what is my wife going to say? Like, where the fuck am I even going to hang another deer? My house isn't that big. So I get home. And she had made a comment when I was on the phone with her about uh, something about like, oh, you don't have to mount that one. And I'm like, eh, yeah, I might be. And she's like, <laughs> Where are you going to put it? And I'm like, uh, we'll talk about it when I get home. Don't worry about it. And I didn't tell she's pissed off. I'm like, ah, Just whatever. replace it with the old one. Well, <laughs> yeah. So like, so then I get home. And like within 30 minutes of me being home, she's like, so what are you doing with this thing? And I'm like, I don't know yet. I haven't taken it to the processor yet. And I'm like looking around my, my living room. And I'm like, I've got like one spot. And I'm like, well, you got to move all your decor here. That's the only spot I can go. And she's like, I could do that. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah. She's like, but the only stipulation is I get to put Rudolph's nose on your other one. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I still haven't committed that, but I guarantee she's going to have a fucking Rudolph nose on my I, other I letter. I yeah. let her for this one year only. It'd be worth yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So she uh, she was on board. Some is nice. up at Shelvis Taxidermy. Nice. But that's not where the story ends, boys. Mm. I know we're running a little long, but you guys can just, you got to stay for this one. I don't think I told anybody the story, right? I- I, I think you just so. text us. I did text you about you a You just text us to say, yeah, yeah. So uh, so I take it to the butcher, Caspers and Sons, shameless plug, and they caped it out right then and there. I wasn't expecting it, so I wasn't really ready to fucking take it up the shelves. This is my busiest week for work. <laughs> I work retail. Black Friday week is not optimal time. So I get the cape back, and it's in the back of my truck, and it's 60 degrees out still, and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? So I call Shelvis and I'm like, hey, want to make sure you guys are still taking horns, blah, blah, blah. When are you open? And I'm, he's like, well, we're open on Sunday right now, but only for a couple hours. That's my next day off work. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll bring it up on Sunday then. I said, what is it, is it good? Just a, it's a hide, right? You're going to taxidermy, right? It's good just sitting back in my truck. And he's like, oh, no, you got to freeze that thing. And I'm like. The fuck do I freeze a deer head? <laughs> he's like, well, you, he's like, you gotta try to fit it in your freezer. You can't just let that thing. It's too warm right now. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'll try to figure it out. And I'm thinking, like, well, how do I even explain this to my wife that I need to fit a deer head in my freezer? How do I even begin to think about this? I'm like, there's no way in hell. And um, so. Anyway, so I ended up getting my work schedule switched around to where one day I can shoot up there and I was going to get there right at open at eight o'clock and then I was going to leave there and go straight to work. I was able to get someone to cover me and whatever. So I, I do that. Leave, <clears throat> leave my house at like 630 because they open at eight o'clock. It's like an hour and a half drive and um, all the way up to Armada. And uh, so I pull in their driveway and right at eight o'clock on the dot and there's like three cars pulling in behind me. So I pull in and I go to back into their parking spots. And when I go to back in, my rear view camera comes on. And my fucking tailgate's down. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Are you serious? I about shit a brick. 
I fucking threw it in park. I'm still like, I'm not even in the parking spot. I threw it in park and I run back there, and sure enough, it's still sitting Holy there. Thank and I'm like, I showed it off. Fuck. I'm, for like, an hour I'm just and like, you didn't even I'm, tell me that. I didn't. I was waiting for this moment. <laughs> oh my god. I, was this like another <laughs> accidental F-150 so, tailgating issue, or was so, it? Because <laughs> there's a whole other story there. That. <laughs> there is. So. I, I I just didn't even know what to say. I'm like, holy fuck! I can't. I don't even know how this thing is still here. I just traveled. What is it? Probably sixty miles up there down Telegraph, fucking seventy five, fifty nine Van Dyke. I don't even <laughs> understand how it happened. So I take it in there, drop it off, whatever. They they've got it now. So I'm I'm driving home and I'm thinking, how the fuck is my tailgate open? How does that even happen? Well, when I left that morning, I pulled out of the driveway and I forgot my phone. So I wasn't even out of my driveway. So I backed up. And it was pretty chilly that morning. Closed my my door and I went to I locked it. And with my key fob, you got to press the button twice to start the truck. Right below it is you press it twice, open the tailgate. Oh, wrong button. The only thing I can think of is yeah. I did that because because I did that and it didn't start. And I'm like, why the fuck didn't my truck start? So I did it again. Truck started fine. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, go inside, grab my phone. I wanted the truck to warm up a little bit because it was pretty chilly when I got in there. That's the only thing I can think of as wow. to why that thing opened. And I don't know when it opened because there's no alert in Ford. They don't mm-hmm. fucking put an alert saying your tailgate's down. Jeez. You spend $60,000 on a truck and they can't put a fucking <laughs> sensor to tell you. They can tell your door's ajar, but not that your tailgate's they can ajar. Tell you, Check your back seat. They can seat. tell you that you have enough yeah, weight right. in the back seat to put a seatbelt on. Exactly. Oh, boy. Yeah. Exactly. Damn. So, I'm, my hope is that when you turn down the road to go to Shelvis, it turns to dirt, and it was pretty fucking bumpy. I'm I'm hoping that the tailgate was up the whole time because I got a tonneau cover that kind of holds it in place. So I'm assuming that when I turned on the dirt by Shelvis, that that's when it dropped. Hmm. Otherwise, I'm driving down 59 Van Dyke with a deer head in the back of my truck. <laughs> People driving up behind me wondering, what the fuck is this guy doing? Oh, man. Wow. Uh, yeah, wow. that's like the ultimate terrible story there. That is, but nothing sure. wrong with it. Um, it's at Shalvis. I got the meat back. Yeah, it was um, awesome. Hell of a buck. That's a great, great story. And that was uh, it's a pretty, pretty cool experience, guys. That's awesome. Yeah, it was but a, all in all, great camp. Deer camp was fun. Um, I had to make sure when we came home that it was we had to strategically locate everything in the truck so I could have the deer head hanging off the back of the truck. Yep. on the whole way home, um, we had. I don't know, six, seven people like drive by. And yeah, they're like thumbs up honking the horn, like thumbs up again. Yeah. <laughs> I told Ryan on the way home, I was like, we need to kill more big bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> this is kind of cool. Yeah. This is kind of cool. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody thumbs but, upping that spike horn you So killed. that was that was my first opening day buck. Well, no, opening morning buck. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I shot one opening night, but opening morning buck. First buck I've shot with a gun in the UP. First one with a 450. First one with a full fitty. Full fitty. Full fitty. Yeah. So awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah, we'll be talking about that deer for years. Yeah. A long time. Long time. But it'll be cool to get that back, get that on the wall. But yeah, man. So um yeah, I think that's all the buck stories we have, right? That is. Good deal. Big buck um, night. Big buck night, tiny doe night. I'm debating on if I want to like take that to. They do the big buck night at uh, Outdoorama. I mm. thought about like taking it. That'd be cool. Yeah, but I won't get the horns back for. I, well, I could go up the shelves because you can get the horns back right. while they're tanning the hide and all that shit. But maybe once I get it back, I'll do it. But nice. 
Yeah. We'll score we'll it. Let's we'll score it when we get it back. I do want to score that. I'd like to score the other one, too, just to know. But yeah. with that one's mass, I mean, it's just it's a perfectly symmetrical eight point. Yeah. And it's I mean, like, it is like each antler is almost fucking identical. The, the, That's awesome. The antlers are kind of palmated on it, too, so they're kind yeah. of they're real thick. It's really yeah. cool. Not quite as tall as Jason's. Jason's definitely taller, but it's got heavy beams, man. Thick so. with I think Jason's, Jason's quite been, a bit wider. I've got the girth. Jason's got the length. There they, you go. The, they love the girth, though. The girth is where it's at. <laughs> yeah, it's not a... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's a good way to end it. Yeah, that is. Um, on that note, let's go round table. Final thoughts. Um, in the words of Captain JG, I got nothing. You got You can't steal his. You got to come the up words with your own. I gave him credit. See, you got to come up with your own thing. <laughs> I, I cited his him. source. How does Jimmy steal your thing if you don't have a thing? Because of my thing. <laughs> wow. Jimmy's stealing your thingy. Jimmy, what you got? Jimmy McThingy. Never stop believing in hope because miracles happen oh every Where's day. Where's my button? Okay. <laughs> Where's my button? And stay Dude. and stay sweet out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why I don't create my own outro. Well, don't don't create one like that. <laughs> Instead of having nothing, have everything. See you, bitches. <laughs> that should be mine. <laughs> Later, turds. Captain. I got nothing. I got nothing. Bob? You know, guys, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors and, <laughs> and just really tell them how much I love them and, you know, how great they are. But no, uh, uh, yeah, Deer Camp was awesome. I hope everybody uh, had a safe and uh, fun opening day experience for those of you who hunt and that are listening. Um, you know, and maybe you can learn a little something from our <laughs> terrible fiasco, or at least my terrible fiasco. It, it didn't. Know. Everybody else has not. You guys are not even terrible outdoorsmen, so you guys can just go ahead and leave the podcast, and I'll just host this from now on. All right. Um, All right. But other than that, keep your legs crossed, your mind on Jesus. You know, there's something to be said. Since we started this podcast, I have stopped being terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm only I shot a worse. nice buck last year. Shot a nice buck. This year, I'm only getting worse. You it's getting for worse. real, man. Like, like my last few hunts have just been a, a solid shit show. Even down here, I'm Although like, you I'm got not your, seeing you anything. You got your musky though. I did. You I did. did. I did. Musky. So I was like, this might be the year. This might be. I might. I might put another rack on a wall. You the know, I caught a big ass. Might be that one fifty. I caught a big ass fish, and and yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm feeling good about this year, and then it's been a solid shit show. So, but it, it ain't over. Until the fat lady sings. We got the whole month of December, man. That's right, and I'm going to hunt hard as much as I can. So That means twice. (laughs) That's twice more than if I didn't hunt at all. So I'll be out there there this weekend. Well, hopefully next week you got a big buck down. So at BBD. Um, Yes. So uh, thanks, guys, for listening. A couple things. Don't forget about the fishing show. Get your tickets. Uh, Use code HOLIDAY. Save 50% right now. Don't forget your hoodies. Hoodies are on the page. Um, we've actually received quite a few orders. Um, starting to trickle in now. So if you want a hoodie, get with us. Hats, we are super limited on hats. Um, I don't know. Dan, did you update the website? Uh, no. We only have a handful left. Yeah. I'm going to have to place another order with Keith to get those ready. Um, but shirts, hoodies, koozies, all those um, stickers, all, the, all that stuff's in stock. Decals, too. Um, that's all in stock. So make sure you check out the swag store. Um, other than that, I got nothing. 
As always, get outdoors and don't be terrible. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation and at solicitation of Japan, still in conversation with its government and its emperor, looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. Indeed, one hour after Japanese air squadrons had commenced bombing in the American island of Oahu, the Japanese... Are